When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, Bergvine has the ball flipped into his path superbly. And he sets away Son now. Delhi breaking into the penalty area. He's back post if Son can release it. Son will call it instead! It's Hunmin Son again against Manchester City! It had to be! Spurs lead! Listen to Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Delighted to have alongside I've got the wonderful my co-host Lee McQueen's in the house. Lee, how are you? Yes, Wick. Yes, Wick. How are you getting on, Abby? I'm I'm loving it, mate. Absolutely loving it. Perfect birthday weekend, as I just told you off air. Arsenal lose on a Friday. My birthday, best day of the year yesterday. And today we uh, we get three points, cleaned up three points from Manchester City. Gonna be a fantastic show. <laughs> oh, George is getting excited. He's coming at the right time. Also, delighted to have back on the show. It's been a while. The wonderful Abby Summers returned to the last one on Spurs. Abs, how are you? I'm buzzing. Honestly, I'm in such a good mood. I didn't even take my shirt off. I'm so happy. Literally, I just feel like there's so much we can talk about. I'm just so excited to be talking positively about Spurs for a change, aren't we? Isn't it a great feeling? You know, it's funny. We've been it's away for a couple feeling. of months. And George, before today, I had so many people dreading it in terms of just seeing that start on 11. People think, God, what we got coming. But my God, um, fast forward 94 minutes later, we're just trying to calm ourselves down. Now. We're getting so excited. I'm on the McQueen train already to ring the bloody league. We've only just got going in 90 minutes. Obviously. I have said that yet. I've not said that yet. I'm getting there first. Also delighted to welcome back to the show. Uh, he's been, like I say, quite a regular in the last couple of years. The wonderful George Achilles here. George, how are you, mate? Literally just got in, I understand. Literally just got in. Li- literally just got in from the game. Rushed in. <laughs> Happy to be here. I'm excited. Mate, I tell you, we're just trying to keep ourselves composed in. My God, what have we got to come for this next Hello. hour? And 25 minutes, it could be longer. We're going to try and keep this under wraps. But let's go. Let's absolutely go because Spurs have beaten Manchester City in the first Premier League game under Nuno Espirito Santo and thoroughly deserved it as well. I think you've got to say that's one of the most entertaining games for a long time. The fans were great. Managed to capture the exact moment of the final whistle as well. Lee, let's start with you because, my God, let me give a chance to calm down. You take over. (laughs) <laughs> Mate, I, thought, look, I thought it was outstanding. I was, I'm, I'm, unfortunately for me today, uh, I'll say fortunately or unfortunately, I'm in Spain, so I couldn't be uh, in, taking up my my seat in uh, in uh, in the South Stand today. Which, by the way, looked incredible. I know Abby. Uh, well, I know all three of you have been at the game today, and it looked incredible. I mean, the noise coming out of the the stadium, obviously via the TV, was was in, was fantastic. I think sometimes, obviously, I've had the benefit of watching it on screen rather than being being there live. So sometimes you get a slightly different take on it. But I thought the fitness, the work rate, we we look we look strong. We we looked hungrier than than, than the opposition. Um, and I think, look, if we're going to have it right, for the first probably 15 minutes, I was thinking, oh, hello, here we go. You know, we haven't really learned from anything here. And Tanganga put in a couple of fantastic challenges and, and, and uh, text it, um, uh, uh, textbook challenges, which was brilliant. Um, but after that, you know, they had a couple of opportunities thinking, oh, here we go. But 15, 16, 17 minutes on, I think we held our own. And then second half, we were outstanding. No, we're going to get into it. But 
I mean, my voice is gone. I weren't even at the stadium, but we had we had quite a lot of City fans where we were watching it. And when when uh, when Sonny at the back of the net, you just knew it was going in as well, didn't you? And and we just roared. So uh, ah, it's a fantastic afternoon, mate. Um, and well deserved, I think. A well deserved. Yeah, Definitely. Totally agree. Ad will come across to you because it was a rousing display that defeat of the champions. Oliver Skip, Jafet Tanganga, two of the standout players, and Son proving himself, may I say, the new king of the lane. <laughs> Alex Garza, Nuno Espirito Santos, his era, and a result that will shift the narrative around Spurs' prospects for the season. It felt like this was maybe the best possible time to play City, but take nothing mm. away from Spurs, who are all very much still a work in progress. But how much were you impressed, Abs, by Spurs as a whole today? Oh, honestly, massively, because I've spoken to you guys and I've said I, I didn't really have any expectations of this season. Nothing against Nuno, of course, but I just think with all the mess that's kind of surrounded Spurs, you know, last season, the like kind of the last three, four years, really, since, you know, the Champions League, it's all just been a little bit hit and miss. And just I just didn't have any expectations. So today, seeing the team sheet, I thought, OK, still no better times to play City than the first game. Get out of the way. But I didn't anticipate that type of performance and like Lee said the first 15 minutes kind of looked a little bit ropey but we really grew into the game and I thought honestly Lucas Moura I thought was exceptional I thought Deli Ali was fantastic but I, to be fair I'm not even going to single them out because I thought they were all amazing Tanganga I thought Skip really held his own as well in that midfield Hoiberg galvanizing everyone being such a leader I was so so impressed and just the way that we countered today and I have to say if we did have Harry Kane maybe we wouldn't have played like that today but if we had a striker that could have could have finished some of those chances, God knows what the score could have been. Um, but I was so, so impressed with them. Long may it continue. Just, it's so nice to see attacking football back at Spurs oh, because we've, we've, had, oh, we've, got the pers- oh. we've got the personnel that can do it. And honestly, I, I just could not believe how amazing I thought Lucas Moura was today. Just honestly, for me, man of the match, just amazing. Yeah. Joe, it's been very few times where you watch a Spurs game and you've got so many players that could potentially be man of yeah. the match. And Joe, that's just the credit to the performance. George... Yeah. We'll come round to you because Spurs' two home wins against City and Mourinho, for me, felt quite fortuitous, I've got to be honest. But that one, that one felt fully deserved. You know, untouchable performance. Every single player worked their socks off. And we deserved every last bit of that. And let's be honest about it, after a difficult last couple of seasons, I managed to save in the last couple of weeks with the Harry Kane speculation, if Nuno can restore some of his pride and provide more forms like that today, God, we've got to be moving in the right direction, haven't we? Yeah, definitely. I think what we the way we played today felt exactly like what Mourinho kind of wanted us to be like in terms of, you know, when the players were like, they were like celebrating tackles and things like that when they were getting mm. these last hit tackles in or if they were getting a clearance in, they were kind of celebrating together. And I felt like that's kind of what Mourinho wanted on the defensive side of things, but he never yeah. really got that out of the players. Whereas it seems like Nuno again is kind of building that unity amongst the team where like everyone's literally, like, every single player like dug their heels in today. I feel it was like unreal at what they were doing. Like, I know a lot of last year we would all like slandered Dyer and Sanchez for their performances, but from preseason to now, they've been solid. They haven't put mm-hmm. a foot wrong. Um, and for me, Tanganga was like the standout player. Like that guy yeah. for like what an Arsenal we put like Lacazette and Aubameyang and um, Tierney, whoever he put them in the pocket. Now today it was Sterling, Grealish, yeah. whoever tried <laughs> yeah. to come at him. It, 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 it was a unit. Yeah, it's so good. good. So yeah, good and so humble as well. I mean, his interview after yeah. was so humble. I mean, God, it's that strength, dude. It's that strength yeah. you're talking about, all that desire. And again, it's so, sometimes things are so simple, aren't they? You know, sometimes we yeah. want a complex. Sometimes, as people, as individuals, Spurs fans, football fans in general, we, we want to find a, a complex way of sorting out a problem. But actually, sometimes it's really simple. It's just yeah. work your absolute backsides off. And, and, I, I, and I, I think that's what. 
that's what we haven't done for years. You know, even the back end of Pochettino, you know, just before he was sacked in those few months at the start of the season, they weren't they weren't a team. They weren't all fighting no. for each other, playing for each other. Definitely didn't have that under Jose, maybe a few games at the beginning. But today they just look like we're all working for each other because at the end of the day, if you want to win things, it's a team effort. It isn't just about one player. And I think that, that might have finally, the penny might have finally dropped for them that actually this is their time. A lot of those players were in and out of the side, you know, with yeah. Poch, with... With, with Jose as well, this is their time to step up. And I think with someone, you know, like De like Delhi as well, just in particular, someone like Nuno is going to be a very good coach for Delhi, a, a man manager type of player as well. Yeah, put your arm around him. Yeah, and, and I think, and, and I know it's only one game, but hopefully we can we can see that type of resurgence from someone like Delhi and that passion that all of them had today is exactly what has been missing from Spurs since 2017, in my opinion. Well, I think I think Tanganga for today was was a perfect example of that. Somebody might have said it on one of the previous um, uh, shows that we've done. But, uh, you know, it was almost like he, he was like, I ain't going Galatasaray. Are you having a laugh? Yeah. Not, he's actually playing for it. <laughs> no, I want to stay it's here. It's 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 we've got, so we've got, we've got a question here. Just funny, we've got a question from Biffy Spurge. says, my question is, if the club can send Tanganga alone to Turkey, do we riot in the streets? And he's got a point because yeah, that was an unbelievable performance. But, um, George, the reason I want to ask you this is because I think okay. one of your tweets just went absolutely mental when you put this out at the time. Because three months ago, fans stayed behind against, well, fans oh, stayed yes. behind after the Villa game. <laughs> to protest about the running of the club. Today, we're all sitting there cheering after, beating Man City, cheering the players. I mean, isn't it funny? I mean, listen, I'm not sitting there saying that Eric's Rosie in the garden and we're going to be absolutely brilliant. We're going to win the league. Of course, we're going to win the league. But what I'm trying to say is that things do feel that it's going in the right direction. I know it's early days. I know it's only Nuno's first competitive game in charge, but it's just a different feel around the place at the moment. And that's despite, you know, our star striker, all this ghosting over us at the moment in terms of potentially leaving. Do, do you feel there's something different about the club, George? Or is it too I early? Think, I, no, I think Paratici has made a huge difference. Massive. For, us, for one, he's obviously been brought in because we needed this overhaul for like two years mm. now, at least. And But now finally things are changing. Like he's getting in players like Mare, um, Romero and Brian Hill, who's like going to hopefully challenge for those forward places with Bergvine and, and Lucas. And hopefully still more to come. And I think you can see that in the players. They're, they're trying to fight for their place. Now, like Tanganga wanted to stay and fight for a spot. Um, even Doherty probably, hopefully, fingers crossed, has like stepped up his game a bit, knowing that you know what I could easily be replaced here when we bring because we're trying to bring in a new centre back and right back. So I'm hoping that the the competition is going to be healthy among the players and the, and the ones that are here are looking like they're trying to fight for it. They're trying to fight for yeah. it. And it's well, Craig, you saw that in the game today. Totally agree, George. And, and Craig Bowler says uh, on one of the comments here, uh, Paratigi seems to have motivated everyone. Everyone yeah. knows that we're rebuilding. Nobody is safe. All, all of them are up in their game. And, you know, it'd be lovely to see that with uh, Ndombele, maybe Sissoko and Winks as well at some point. Like, see if they're going to up their game. See if uh, Ndombele can get off uh, onto the pitch. But I'm sure we're coming to that, Rick. I've got to say, Paratigi, you've got a great listener question here from Charles <laughs> at Cornwall. It says, where can I get the same phone battery as Paratigi? He's got a great point. Because that's why, I mean, <laughs> he's either playing Candy Crush or he's actually generally making all these calls. But for all these calls he's making, where's all the players? I just don't yes, get about Where's all the players? Chris Oh my god! <laughs> I've just come around to you because you know we played counter, and in the first twenty minutes, I'll be honest, with you, I, I was feeling a bit dodgy about the game. You know, I was I was a yeah. bit agitated in my seat. Uh, sit, unbelievable set. He never really tested Spurs beyond that twenty minutes. I mean, Spurs, we pressed, we broke well at pace, and you know, possibly we should have added more. Lucas, I thought was outstanding. Tanganga also, mm. but when you think about it as well, you know, the irony is they want our player in terms of Harry Kane. Nuno's yeah. apparently time to stay at home. 
and then went and we beat them anyway. You've got to love it. You've got to love this, haven't you? I mean, it's great. The Harry Kane team beating, you know, everyone without Harry, without Harry Kane. You love to see it when it comes to City and Pep, don't you? But I think, look, there's a £150 million price tag on Harry Kane's head. I didn't expect him to be involved today anyway, but we knew that the narrative would be set around, oh, where is he? What, you know, why is he not there? But I think most Spurs fans knew he wouldn't be involved. He only trained on Friday with the team. Um, that's just common sense. Um, £150 million. If you want to go, Harry... They better pay the money. If not, you've got a very fucking big apology. Excuse my French, but it is that big. Because when you get the whole stadium saying, are you watching Harry Kane? You know yeah. you've done something. You've, you've yeah. really done something wrong. Because yeah. us fans love Harry Kane. You know, there's times worship. I give my... Worship. I, yeah, we, we give our ankle ligaments for Harry yeah. Kane, right? Yeah. But you know what? It's about the respect. And when I look at how Jack Grealish left and went to City, okay, yeah. it might be for the money, whatever, but there's a way you go about it, okay? Yeah. And there's respect Sorry, that you show to the fans. Even if you don't like Daniel Levy, you don't want to be at Spurs, fine. But you yeah. show those fans respect. And that's what disappoints me so much with Harry Kane, mm. that it's the lack of respect he's given. Yeah. And when you look at like, the performance we put in today... What I mean, that just says it all, doesn't it? Because we can yeah. do it without Harry Kane, and we have done it in the past. We got to a Champions League final without Harry Kane, so yeah, it is well, doable. It yeah, is well, doable. Funny. Today, for yeah. me, has just slapped another 50 million on his price tag. Because, so, exactly, like, don't you know, agree? And they need a striker, they need, they need him. Him. okay. Well, yeah, you, you look at them today, and yeah. you need it. And, uh, Joe, I, I was a little bit surprised. We're going to come on to Kane a bit later, but I was a little bit surprised by just how many fans were chanting that. But yeah. I totally agree, Abs. The reason behind that was because you know. As we've said numerous times on this show, Kane had so many different alternatives to go about the way in which he wanted to leave yeah. Tottenham. Could have put out a social post to say, look, I'm not happy with the direction of the club. Didn't need yeah. to go down the avenue of not training. So I, I totally agree that... You know, even Rick, even mm, sorry to interact with yeah, you. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, even, yeah. even before we talk about Kane has lots of different avenues if he wants to leave the club, don't sign a six-year contract four years ago without a I mean, let's be brutally honest about it. The disrespect shown by City in this whole saga is an absolute disgrace. Like, to mm -hmm. actually offer a hundred million for the best striker in the world is, is so disrespectful. So disrespectful. <laughs> they just think they just think that they can just come and do whatever that they can do. And I'm sorry, it's, it's not on. And Levy would look. I'm not Levy's biggest fan. Uh, the, the, I think the chairman does a fantastic job off the field. There's no doubt about that. We're in a very, very good place off of the field. On the field, we're, we're rebuilding again. But I'm not his biggest fan. But he's going to get it in the neck because of this whole Kane saga. But it's not Daniel Levy's fault. He's, it's not, it's he's maintained fault. that Kane is not for sale. There's always a price. There is always a price. Everyone's got a price. Ronaldo left Manchester United. Neymar left Barcelona. There's always a price. My point being is that City need to come and go, right, if we really want him, is 170 million, 108 million, whatever it might be. They haven't done that. It's completely disrespectful. And for me, Harry must be sitting there thinking, hang on, do you actually want me? Do you actually want me in your football club? Because yeah. Well, I think, that, I, I think the, fact that they only, the, the fact that they made one bid, you know, two months ago now, in June, for 100 million pounds, you're saying that Harry Kane costs the same amount as Jack Relish. Give me a favour. Well, and, and the benchmark Not is that Relish started just the once. For England, you know, at, the, at yep. the competition, and obviously Harry started every game. Was the captain? I want to bring it back, guys, to today because today no, is sure. about Spurs, yeah. and it's about more than just Harry Kane. To be fair, we will come on to Absolutely. Harry later on, but um, it will come back round to you, George, because Nuno selecting that first Spurs team um, in the Premier League for him, the reigning champions that we're up against. I'll be honest here, when that stadium, when I was in that stadium, I heard the team news. Yeah, part of me thought, I'm not sure I'm looking forward to this, I'll be honest, George. But, you know, you look at the case where no Harry Kane, of course, no Tsungi and Dombele. Um, Nuno said, obviously, previous to that, he was not in the moment. Where you want to take from that in terms of Nuno's comments about yeah. Tsungi and Dombele? Of course, we had uh, 
the Celso, uh, we had Galini, Brian Gill, Christian Romero all on the bench. It meant starts in that midfield for Oliver Skip alongside Pierre-Emil Hoybien. Of course, Javit Tanganga recovering from that adductor injury to start at right back. Um, initial reaction, George, when you saw the team, uh, was you confident? I mean, I wouldn't say confident. That's a, that's a big word. Um, I think, it, to be honest, I, I pretty much predicted that team anyway because Nuno looks like he wants a lot of consistency and that's pretty much the team he started with with every single preseason match, um, just with Tanganga coming in recently. So I, I was expecting it, but I was still nervous because my worry was, as well as, like, I was happy with how Dyer and Sanchez and, and they played in, against Arsenal. And you know that, in the past couple of seasons, they haven't been consistent with their performances. So I was worried that they were going to slip up against the likes of Grealish or when De Bruyne came on or whoever it may be. But to be fair to them, again, they've held their own massively and stepped up their game big time. And apart from that first like 20 minutes or that first half in general, I think we we, we did well to get to half time, nil nil, feel settled. And then second half, we just everyone just played their socks off. It was unreal. Totally. I totally agree. Abs, we'll come around to you because, uh, again, the irony is with Harry Kane reporting late for training, Hummin Son signing that new deal and cementing his place in Spurs fans' heart with yet another huge, <laughs> huge goal. I mean, how many goals, Abs, has he scored big, big Spurs goals? I know. Son, and yet another one. And what a finish. What a finish. I know. He's just, you know, exceptional. And do you know what? I think that the loyalty he's shown to this club, because we all know the club hasn't been moving in the right direction. And I'm sure he's got a lovely pay rise out of it too. However, there are a number of clubs that would have loved to, you know, have home wins on and he could walk into a lot of clubs across Europe. But loyalty, loyalty gets you very far, you know, especially with fans and having that love. And when you think back, those iconic games, Son has been the pivotal person in Manchester City Champions League, Crystal Palace, first game, you know, first game at the new stadium. Today, just off the top of my head, I'm thinking like there's so many amazing, magical things that Hong Min Son has done. And he does get the credit, you know, from lots of people rate him. But he really is the real deal. And do you know what? He he was looking, it was today, I was thinking to myself, how much better can you get? That finish was unbelievable. And I just think to myself, look at you, you're you're up there leading, you're leading the line by example. You are doing it. And the energy he had today. And just, I, I honestly, I just love him. I'm just so buzzing from today, really. Yeah. I can't get my words out. I'm so... Happy with that. Yes. I just, I'm so positive. Yeah, I mean, Jolly, I'll come around to you next because, you know, we deserved that. You know, at that time when we scored, and let's be honest, first half, it was a game where, you know, there was nerves about that. As I said, the first 20 minutes, you probably raised to give it to City. Spurs, and I think we were growing in the ascendancy. We were starting to get a grip of this game. And it was a real genuine belief that, you know what, going into half time, you felt chances will come because we looked dangerous on the counter. And that song goal, as I said, it was a lovely, real kind of intricate move. Lucas setting Bergwijn free, racing through the middle, passing to Son, who cut in Son and curling to the bottom corner. It's just lovely football. Great, great football. And you think Nuno's not had that long to work with these players as well. No, it's interesting as well, because, I mean, there was a lot of um, worry, I suppose, in, in amongst the Spurs fans, and me included, when Nuno came in thinking, is he going to be like kind of Jose 2.0 or something like that and defend and, you know, all, all this sort of stuff. And even though it was a counter-attack goal uh, that, that we scored today, and we had a couple of really good counter-attacking chances, it didn't feel like that we were just sitting back. Look, when, when you play Man City, you're always going to have less ball. Like, that is that is pretty much the, the, the reality, right? They had 60 percent possession. They had four shots on target today, and and two of them coming, you know, very weak shots. Only one in the box. That was a Jack Grealish went straight at uh, Hugo Lewis. Um, and De, De Bruyne made a difference when he came on. He, he yeah. sparked a little bit. But other than that, 
we didn't really, I, I can't believe I'm even saying this, right? We didn't really look that threatened. Like, it wasn't as if, like, Hugo was a man of the match and we were playing, like, um, you know, who's saving this, 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 this. I mean, they just, they, either they're not at the races or we were just excellent. I thought we were tactically spot on. I thought we yeah. gave them chance to think about the other way. Um, yeah. I think, that, like, that, like the, um, the team have already said, you know, um, Tanganga, Lucas, absolutely brilliant. I think everybody done their job today. And even, there was a lot of play in the first half coming down, our right hand side or going down their left hand side. And yeah, like Sterling, like as um as George just said, Sterling and Grealish and Tangang's having to deal with both of them. There was so much space on the right hand side not being used. And, and then all of a sudden it switched a little bit in the second half and Reggie got it started getting involved. And he had a good game as well. Yeah. I, I'm not gonna lie, when the team come out and I see Sanchez and Dia, I just think, my word, like how many seasons have we got to sit here and see yeah. this? But they yeah. were they were really, yeah, really well, good. It was as yeah. a unit today, the team, and again, I can't believe I'm saying this, but sometimes, like we've just said, is it is trust in the team. Do you trust them? And I just well, think the whole change of the football club is yeah. is is this there? You can definitely. Well, it looked it looked positive today. It looked yeah. positive for the first yeah. time in so long. It looked positive. We were you know moving what? in a yeah. positive direction. For me, it was yeah. depressing. The pressing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you know, yeah. I, it's one of those things where today, I've got to say this, and it's the irony of it, everyone looked like they actually wanted to be there. So yes. maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe, not, maybe not having Harry in the squad was a blessing in disguise. If he does feel that desperate to want to go, you don't want those vibes around this camp. You, you don't want those yeah. vibes around this it's camp to go because you want everyone that wants to be there. I think for me, you may, for, probably for Harry Kane, uh, you know, certainly if it's my decision, you make an exception for that because I, I just think that he is the best striker in the world and so on and so forth. And I'm sure we'll get into that. But... I think the atmosphere, being the first game back with a, with a full um, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, we haven't had that for two years. So that passion was there already. We wanted to. And I, and I just think that, you know, we, we got over the line. We wasn't holding on. And this is what all yeah. of the reporters were saying after the game. We wasn't holding no. on. No, we, who said that? Who said no, that? No, no, they're saying that we wasn't. They oh, were actually no. saying we wasn't holding on. Yeah, no, they weren't. <laughs> yeah, so, who, who right, so let that? me go at these people. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. So, like, you know, it was... Pep's going to be going away, not scratching his head, thinking, how oh, didn't we win that? He's going to be going away thinking, oh, we've got some work to do. And actually, Nuno's coming around. It was just lovely to see. He was he was proud. And I've seen there's so many comments on it saying, I'm proud to be Spurs again, or yeah. I'm proud yes. to be, uh, you know, to, to, to wear a shirt again or whatever. And he did say that he was going to make us proud. And momentum, I, I put a tweet out yesterday, um, although it was my birthday, so I shouldn't have probably done it right. But I put a tweet out yesterday and I just said, look, momentum in sport, is everything momentum in life, momentum in business, but in sport, it's critical to go and beat the champions on day one. Yeah, brilliant. Magic, remember what we were feeling like this time last year when we lost to Everton. Oh, Everton, it was so low, and we're sitting there going, so, so business we need to do. And we, the thing is, we do know there's still business to do, but I mean, today, yeah. that, 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 so just a real, real, you know, real lift in the right direction, George. I've got to still, you know, give some Sonny, some, some Sonny love, man, because, um, you know, I've got to say, as a whole, for that goal. As I mentioned earlier, Song, Burvine, Lucas, they actually were excellent together during the pre-season. I think the key yeah. was whether we could combine these three into the more competitive nature of it all and whether it's going to work. And I've got to say, they carried that rhythm into the start of this Premier League season. I mean, they were really linking everywhere, as I said, as a free. Um, the pace and drive, City constantly, they were getting battered. As I say, Spurs went forward. And Sonny, you know, that's his seventh goal against City. I mean, a City going for the wrong player. Not that I'm, not that I'm trying to <laughs> Sonny right now. Because, listen, Pep, if you're listening, mate, you fucking go right away. We're, we're keeping Sonny, I'm just saying. But all I want to say is that unbelievable, unbelievable. 
Yeah, but like for me, I think with, when it comes to Son, like in the past couple of years when we've tried to play him as a lone striker, I feel like it never worked. But that's yeah. probably because he didn't have the support with him. Whereas clearly what Nuno is working with, having those three in particular, all kind of push, all press together, it does end up working out. And I mean, that's the one thing I love about Lucas as well. He's He was one of the very, very few players we had that when he had the ball, instantly looking up, driving forward. Something was going to happen very, today. Very had that. Something yeah. was going to happen with Lucas today. Sorry to interrupt you. But no, there no. was something there today. It was like... The, 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 the you know the Ajax game Lucas and and that's what you want to have you, you just want to have that every single game every don't you? single time and I, I feel like that's something that Bergwijn does have in his locker as well because when you mm. saw it with when he was at PSV he did the same thing he would always drive mm. the ball forward and attack the defenders and I feel like so far in his Spurs kind of career I don't know if it's nerves I don't know if it's just adapting or what it is but he never seemed to kind of drive forward a lot he'd seem to get it he'd almost be like a defensive winger for Mourinho he would just be there on the left hand side pass it back and kind of let the midfielders do the work whereas what I feel like he does well and he, he has shown in the past couple of games is when he does drive forward he can create those opportunities and he still just needs to work on the finishing like I don't know how he didn't bury that one on one today like that would have been yeah some some goal if he could finish that and and kind of kill the game at 2-0 but it's a good point you made there, George. George, it's interesting you say it, George, because obviously Nuno, after the game, said Sonny is a killer. He did OK, but I still feel that first half he had actions that in the future he'll do better. So he agrees with you there, George, that there's still more to Sonny's game. We know that as well. Definitely. George, what is it with Son? Because I speak to so many Spurs fans, and when I turn around and say sometimes that Son, for me, he's at that level where... I know Lee actually hates me saying this, so I'm just going to say until he's here. But um, he's at that level where Son, for me, personally... There is still that need to be just a yeah. bit more consistent. I still yeah. feel that. I do. I totally agree. Do you see what I'm saying, guys? That we, we, to go up. we know that we know it's that kind of through last season as well. Like he started off really well, and then he had a yeah quite a long period in the second half of the season where he wasn't getting a goal. Yeah. wasn't really getting as involved, and he, he seems to do that pretty much every season. Whereas you know, you know, someone like Kane, he's got it every single game for for the most part. Like you know, he's quite consistent. Whereas yeah, sometimes like you, you might think that Son's gone missing, but. Hopefully, with him being the kind of the main man at the moment and, and the confidence that the team's getting, hopefully that's going to, you know, start driving him to actually, you know what, go on, lead the lines and actually have that consistency throughout the season. Yeah. Well, I remember saying, I remember saying he's got having this conversation when Kane went out with his ankles uh, two seasons yeah. ago when, uh, when we was in the Champions League and Sonny did step up. Yeah. I mean, he scored the winner, didn't he, in the first leg quarterfinal against Man City. And by the way, I don't, I'm sure you all know this, but quick stat, Man City haven't scored in our stadium uh, our new stadium at all, and they still haven't done it again today. We've got such a good record. We've got such a good record against City. It's bizarre. It's weird, Ed, when you think the, the nature of that team and that record is incredible. I mean, it is, been... but I didn't actually think, I didn't think we were going to lose today. I still thought we were going to draw today. Yeah. I didn't actually think we were going to lose today, just purely they're, from we just never do too bad against them. It's they're really bench. Weird. I mean, they're waxing lyricals worth 550 million and their first team's worth 800 million and all this jazz. And they can't even beat a lowly rubbish seventh place finish last year's Spurs <laughs> that are selling their star man to this this bunch up, up the road in City, and they can't even beat us. As in, they, they had to worry about seven seven goals in fourteen games against City and one assist as well. Incredible, absolutely incredible record. Yeah, yeah. honestly incredible. We've had a load of listener questions in, so we're going to give these a read very quickly. Uh, Nicky at Highland One Spurs says tonight's pod should not mention Kane. Sorry, Nick, or do you ruin that? Mate, if you're half an hour in, he says anyone who's not involved, those eleven on the pitch, subs and coaches should all get the praise for an outstanding performance. Special mention to Davinson, Sanchez, and Dyer who got slated yeah. before but were rock solid. Coys, Nuno Ball. 
Tony agree with Nuno Ball. I tell you what, I'm getting very excited. I'm loving a bit of Nuno Ball, you I tell you what, mate. I tell you what, I'm getting excited right there. Uh, 75 Retro says, does anybody feel like that performance surpasses anything we've produced under Jose? We're not going under Jose. Listen, <laughs> no, we're going to leave Jose. Jose, listen, Jose get him off my timeline. Yeah, we're not going Jose back with Jose because the Queen might kick off. Uh, Mark Jarrett says, how much today's performance, and particularly the fight we showed, was down to the fans in attendance? I mean, that's a cracking point because you know that's what, guys? Being there, I don't know, Abs and George, you agree. Abs, I mean, fans, I feel like we did really drive the team on in those last 10 yeah. minutes or so. We were getting the ball over the line, quite literally. If you were in the stand, we weren't giving the ball back at one point. Kevin DeVoe, yeah. bless him, he went looking for that ball mm-hmm. for about 10, 15. We weren't giving it back. It was just no, brilliant to see the I, guys back in. That, that just shows you, you know, the impact. And, you know, we say, like, the 12th man, and I think we see it at, like, Liverpool and United especially. But also, you know, Spurs fans are pretty good up there as well. And I think that having that passion, that energy... That 12th man, when you're at your home ground, I think it's it can always help, you know, get any team over the line. But it was amazing today. You know, people haven't been to football for 18 months. And like to go back in there, the excitement, the joy. So many people were, were there early doors and like you two, you stayed late. And it's just amazing. Like, it's so nice to have everything back. And it just puts such a smile on my face walking out and seeing everyone there. You know, the flags they gave us very nice. Daniel Levy to put that expense there too. Um, so I just thought it was like a nice welcome back for everyone. And it it does, it galvanizes people. And you know, players like to play in front of fans. How boring to them. They've played it's like playing the match behind closed doors for the past like two, you yeah, know, for 18 yeah. months. Like to have that boost and have you know fans back on your side here in the crowd, like mm. you know, I know it can cannot be nice when they get on your back, but the energy today, like every time you go in for a challenge, like winning the balls and like your reaction from the crowds, that like, they love it, they love seeing that passion, and you know, yeah. you really put in getting stuck in, like it. it of course it does. It translates onto the pitch. And I think that definitely is a factor today as well. But I do think they genuinely were all bang up for it today, which is yeah. was just fantastic to see. I think, I think we need to keep up keep up the whole season because it, it's happened before where when we first came into the new season, like the Crystal Palace game was good. The yeah. City yeah. Like, game was good. And then just as some games went on, it just kind of died down a little. Like you would chant a bit at the beginning and then it'll be quiet for the rest of the game. But would you, so, but would you say that's also because of the football we were watching? Because it is hard to get buzzed yeah. over, over dead football. It is. Potentially, yeah, but I think it also, I think to be honest with you, it just naturally happens when you move into a big stadium, regardless, anyway, because yeah. maybe you've got you've got more families, or not only that, like I remember oh, we, were, we were standing right. at Wembley, like we yeah. were standing in the ground, and then yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. in that Champions League Man City game, one of the first games, mm. me and like, me and my family were standing up ready for a corner, an attacking corner. And yet we were getting told by stewards and everyone to sit down and this. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. yeah, it's not necessarily the same as like the old White Hall Lane in that sense. Where, mm. but still, if we can keep it up, it's amazing. Because last yeah. season, where we had like pretty much no fans for the whole season, I think mm. there were like record amount of away wins from teams yeah. because they haven't got that home crowd to mm. back the home team. And even if teams aren't doing well, like it's sometimes getting on a player's back can help mm. because it's a bit of that. It's, you know, it's a bit of. Um, it should hopefully spur them on a little bit. You'd like to think it'd be, yeah. it'll be good. Whereas sometimes if players were making mistakes, mm. there was no one really getting on the back. They just kind of were getting on with it and maybe just, yeah. you know, lounging around and not really, you know, playing to the Putting best. The in. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whereas I think the fans definitely drive that massively. Yeah. I, I tell me, I think what you said there, um, George, in terms of the, you know, the fortress part, I think that is a combination of us now and yeah. the players to, to make this place a fortress. Because Definitely. as fans, I think the most important thing is like today, uh, when it isn't going well, it is about sticking with the team. And that's hard because, I mean, as you know, it's like, you know, we're, as fans, we are a very demanding, expensive yeah. bunch of fans. And I think Spurs fans in general, I think we we do find it quite difficult. And even me at one point today, when the ball, 
<laughs> I'm laughing about that one because I was going absolutely mental. We were going forward and then now it's Eric Dyer, bless him, gets the ball. We go straight back. We go straight back again, you know, back into the defence. And you're thinking, ah, oh, I mean, this is this is what you want to go forward, Abs. This is what we want to see positive play, right? I've waited so long for positive football. Yeah. <laughs> I, honestly, I, I just can't tell you how happy I was to see us actually first encounter, press, attack the game, you know, go after everything and, and actually just play attacking football. And I think that yeah. because of the darkness that, we, that we've had lingering over us for you know, two years or so, especially 18 months. It's just so refreshing today to see us play the Spurs way. And we always bang on about it. The Spurs way, the Spurs type of football, the philosophy of the club. And to be honest with you, I didn't really know what I was going to get with Nuno either. But I knew that Wolves always played pretty good style yeah. of football. Maybe not last season so much, but they always uh, had a good... Yeah. They were they always played nice football. Like we always enjoyed yeah. watching well, Wolves. You know. Organised, controlled. Yeah, organised, controlled. And, and, and attacking as well. And I think that today, I thought we just looked fantastic. And I think yeah. that we had that attacking flair that we have not seen from anyone. I think players like Lucas, like Delhi, like Bergwijn, like Son... They love that. That's what they're there for. They're not there to defend and track no, back. And, and no you know, way. that's why you've got Skip there. Because I, I was, mm. we were saying off air before, um, Lee and I, that, you know, today Hoybjerg, Hoybjerg played a little bit further forward today because Skip was kind of doing the role that Hoybjerg was doing last season. So it gave him a little bit more freedom. But I loved the fact that he was galvanising everyone every mm. quarter, telling them where to stand and leading yeah. as well, by example. Oh, yeah. And I, I just think those attacking players, you'll have so much more joy out of them and, and when they can express themselves and go and do what they're actually paid to do instead of, you know, doubling up and tracking back and doing things they don't want to do because that's mm. not where they're good at. They're good when they have the ball, when they can go forward and use their pace. And today we saw that. Yeah, so Lee, I want to come around to you very quickly if I can. Uh, we've got a question here, Lee, from Dengas Man one who says, when did we last see a Spurs performance that good in the Premier League? Well, I mean, Manchester United 6-1 weren't bad. I, I do yeah. remember that, to, to be fair. Um, and I think uh, when we smashed Burnley 5, was it 5-0 when Son scored his uh, goal of the century? Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, there has been... I think I think the team's hit nail on the head. I think there's been some fits and starts of, uh, of of some good stuff. I mean, we battered Southampton last year five two uh, when when Son scored four. Um, you know, so we, we've had some we've had some moments, um, but it's that consistency. We talk about Son being consistent or inconsistent, but it's also about us being consistent as a team. And I think from from that perspective, we haven't really had that before. Um, you know, in fits and starts. Um, I just want to pick up on something that Abby said before about Delhi because we haven't talked about him. I don't know if he's on your radar or not. Um, but uh, Rob C mentions uh, what my v- viewpoint on Delhi was today. It's interesting with Delhi because I thought he played well, he worked hard, done what he needed to do. But I don't think that's his best position. I just wondered what you guys thought. Oh, well, I mean, you, George, you take it first. Go on. For me, I think like. Uh, Delhi's definitely better further forward because at the moment we're doing like a four-three-three, and he seems to be like on the left side of that middle. Three. Yeah, he's like on the left. Isn't and it? it's it's getting me a lot of vibes where kind of Man United didn't know what to do with Pogba either because yeah. he was very very similar. He played on the left side of the three. Sometimes you play Cam, sometimes you play left wing, and there's it's it's a bit iffy because I definitely think he's he's much better getting forward than he is on on the defensive side of things. And I feel like for me, just like personally, just looking at it, it would probably work maybe having. Hoybjerg and Skip in the middle and Delhi slightly further forward. Yeah. And that might help out with a lot of attacks. But then again, what, I'm what, the coaching staff. So I what, what, what I would say about Delhi today is that, you know, for, for people's frustration in terms of his link up play, I think he did work incredibly hard in that midfield. Really really did. Did. I I think, yeah, I thought he was really good today. The thing with Delhi Lee, and you know this, he's not renowned 
for breaking up play, tackling. That's not what Delhi's about. He's used to no. having that free roll just off a cane. And this is a new role for him to some degree. And we saw Nuno say after the game that he's a runner. He has the ability to go box to box. As a team, we should take advantage of that. So, you know, it's funny because I've seen a lot of people, and me included, I don't, I'm not too sure over the course of this season if Delhi is the man that misses out once, if we get Ndombele back to fitness. If you speak to Jason McGovern, uh, that might take next season to get him back to fitness and Ndombele. But I, I do generally think, you know, with regards to Delhi that I don't think he's going out this too many times soon. I, I think no. he's here to stay. Mm. And um, yeah. I know it's interesting. What we are going to do, guys, very quickly, for obviously you guys on YouTube, we're still going to be here. For those on audio, we're going to take a very quick imaginary break. Uh, in that break, you're going to hear from Nuno Espirito Santo, and you're also going to hear from Jaffet Tanganga giving their thoughts on the win. And like I said, when we come back for those on audio, we'll be discussing Spurs' other players. Some of them are incredible. The likes of Jaffet Tanganga, Pierre-Emir Hoybier, Tabison Sanchez, Eric Dyer. When did I think I was ever going to say that against Manchester City? You know, what's going on with me tonight? Lucas Mora, also incredible. Stephen Bergvine working very hard. And Harry Kane, the big division over his future. So we're back for you on audio. Jaffet, I think uh, there's a phrase, a picture says a thousand words. A noise yeah. be, behind us says a thousand words about your performance today. No, it was um, not just from me. I think from everyone. And it was... Um, you know, everyone putting a shift in, you know, we were working on it, you know, we worked in pre-season, you know, the fitness side of the game, and um, everyone just put a shift in today, not only us, but it was great to have the fans back as well, you know, um, urging us on, and we definitely felt, you know, their presence in the stadium, so it was a great feeling for everyone, and a good win. I'll tell you a moment that will probably live with you forever, is when you get subbed and you walk around the back <laughs> of the south stand. That, oh, come on, Jab, that was unbelievable, wasn't it? Yeah, no, it's amazing, but... Um, like I said, you know, we, we felt the presence of the fans, they were amazing today and um, I'm just glad that, you know, they recognised the work that we put in and obviously we, were, we gave them a win today and uh, three points on the board as well. As a Spurs man through and through, I'm going to say it doesn't get better <laughs> than 60,000 people singing your name as you yeah. walk around there. No, it's, a, it's an amazing feeling, you know, um, as a kid, you know, you hear it on TV, you dream about these things and then... You know, to happen to you, it's, it's an amazing feeling. I honestly, walking around, I had chills. I, you know, I had to contain myself because I had to make sure to come around on the bench, but it was an amazing feeling. I really appreciate it. We've got to talk about this performance, Jeff. I mean, everyone was 100% today, and that is what you've got to be to beat City, haven't you? Yeah, I know. Look, they were, they were champions last season for a reason, you know. Any less than 100% from us, and they have the quality, you know, to, to pick us out, to get a goal. So we had to be on it. We had to be make, make sure that we were ready. And you can see from our performance, you know, the hard work, you know, people coming up with cramp and stuff. You can see the, the word that everyone put in, and it showed on the pitch. And, your, I mean, your performance, I mean, you played so well against Raheem Sterling up at the Etihad last season. You looked... And look, I said at half-time, not talking about like two-footed tackles, but you were aggressive. Yeah. Is that Was that what you were thinking before the start of play today? Yeah, um, I think I, I had my tactics, you know. I know in the nice way possible, Raheem was away with England. He'd done so well with England, so, we, you know, he, had it, he needed some time off. But I knew coming into this game, I had six weeks of preparation. He maybe had less, so I knew that I had to go after him to make sure that he didn't grow into the game. And hopefully I thought, I, um, you know, not only me, but the team done that. We recognised that. And, you know, like I said, it paid off. We got the three points. What a moment as well when Sonny scores, eh? Yeah, honestly, um, we had chances, you know, in the first half. I think the manager spoke to us at half-time and said, um, you know, the defenders and midfielders, you know, were there to, you know, you know, create a, a, a chance for the strikers, you know, and they, they got to be the killers. they got to be the ones to put the game away. You know, first off, we had our chances, but the gaffer said the second half, you know, a lot more shots, and I think Sonny heard that and, you know, faithfully went in, and it was a good finish as well. So, we've beaten the champions. Look, we've done six weeks of pre-season, played well in pre-season. This was the real deal today, and we've beaten the real deal. What can this do for the group and the squad? Um, 
First of all, you know, we've got, we got to stay humble. It's game one. Um, you know, it's the first game of the season. I think a lot of people as well physically are going to grow into, this, into the season. But like I said, it's a good start. You know, you want to go off on a good start. And um, that's what we've done today. But now it's just keeping it going, keeping the momentum going away. And we go to Portugal and then carrying on in the league as well. So that's what we're doing. And a perfect start for you as well. I guess you just want to build on it, right? Yeah, I think, like I said, I have my goals, I have my targets. You know, last year was difficult for me with injuries. And this year, I just want to play as many games as I can, keep my body fit, keep myself ready for whenever the gaffer needs me. So that's, that's my goal. Well, we'll let you get back into the change room. Jack, thank you, thanks for coming thank you. out. Cheers, see ya. Sonny, you've done it again against City. What a goal, what a win. Yeah, what a win. <laughs> what a goal, so... I mean, uh, yeah, I think the team did great, great job. I mean, I've been, I really enjoyed it. Even I'm on the pinch, I was, like, thinking, look at this team, you know? I was, like... I was playing, obviously, but... I was like a fan of the players, you know, I really enjoyed it. These fans have been incredible. To, I mean, it's unbelievable to have 60,000 back in the stadium, isn't it? But yeah, I think, did we hear them? Did you, did you see when I came uh, first uh, before the game and I was smiling because when I see the flags, everyone was... A, I, just could, I just couldn't believe, you know, like they are finally back, you know. I mean, they give us so much positive energy. They were pushing us. And that's what we uh, that's what, what, what we what we miss, and that's what we need. And we need to be everyone together, from fans, start of fans, players, staff, everyone, everyone. That's what, how I felt today. And not only for not only for I just want to wish that could couldn't stop anything. You know, if we have some bad games or bad result, we could happen. You know, we could have, but. We need you guys supporting amazingly like today and yeah we will do our best on the pitch so i mean i was so happy that you guys are finally back on the stadium or even watching on the on the tel television from everywhere in the world so i'm really grateful that let's let's keep pushing hard all together to beat manchester city you have to be everyone has to be 100 percent, and that is exactly what the players delivered today didn't they i mean there was I some think, incredible performance i think more than 100 percent you need because, I mean, you need to be on it, otherwise you get punished. So, but the guys was, just how I said before, what, what should I say? I don't need to say anything. I'm so grateful that they were behind me, they were fighting me, they were recovering the balls for me and give me so much chances. And yeah, I'm so grateful that I have a, I have a place, players like them and so proud, so proud and so happy. Talk us through your goal, Sonny, because we've seen it so many times before, that, that little shift inside and the curled into the corner, beautiful. Did it feel in as soon as, it looked like one of those that was in as soon as you hit it? Uh, no, it was lucky, it was lucky. It was lucky. You say that about, you even said that about your goal against Burnley, yeah? Not every goal can be lucky, Sonny. Yeah, it's, I think it's um, because I slept, but I, I slept so the ball went inside, luckily the ball went inside, so... I mean, I scored a goal, but to be honest, I'm just so grateful for the team team performance. I mean, yeah, it's it's not only about me. So I'm, the goals means the performance of the team. So yeah, I was just so happy after happy afternoon. My final question is, what can this do for the group now? This fantastic win against the champions. Now going forward, what can this do for us? Yeah, I think they will give uh, the the win. It's gonna give us so much boost, positive boost, positive energy. But I said before, 
yeah, let's push it all together. You know, the season is so long. The season is it's going to be long season, but we need everyone from you guys, from us, from you guys. We need to be everyone together and pushing out. And let's hope that we can we can uh, achieve something big things. Well done, Sonny. You've made a lot of people very happy. Thank you very much. Eh? Nuno, congratulations. Thank you, thank you. What a performance. You got 100% out of everyone. Yeah, that was the idea, going beyond your limits. And you can, I think everybody saw this today. The boys go beyond the fighting, the discipline, the way they, they commit themselves was, was very good. And that's what you have to do to beat City, isn't it? This is what we have to do every day of our lives. Some, I know you don't want to pick out individuals, but there were some unbelievable performances. Skippy, Jaffet, you've got to be so happy with these young players who have stepped up to the plate today. I'm very happy of all the team, honestly. Not only those that, that work because the way we are working. We are trying to create a unit and uh, everybody has to be engaged, everybody has to be committed. Of course, when the players play, they get the recognition of everybody, but there's much more behind the scenes, the, the, the commitment, and we are on the process. We have to keep, keep working very hard. We were so strong, Nuno, as well. We've seen that in pre-season. We were so strong. We won, broke so well. There's oh, so many good things in that game. Yeah, it was that, like you say, I think we can, we can say that we are finished the, finished the matches really strong. And that is um, credit to the players because they have to prepare themselves to really go all the game, all the game, all the game, and in the end be stronger to win this these small duels that make all the difference requires a lot of, of, of discipline. Now, if I know you already, you will now say to these players, OK, that's done. They know, Just they know, down. they know, they know, they know, they know. We are starting. It's the beginning. It's the first game of the official, the first official game of the season. We have to recover. Now we go to Portugal. And then we think about the next one. Now is important is tomorrow. And um, the the commitment of recovering well and prepare for the next one. And I have to finish. I'm going to show you a photograph, OK? That's yeah. what it means, right? Yeah, that's the celebration. That's I think means. every fan, every fan today celebrated that uh, beautiful moment of, of Sony. So it's pure joy. Well done today. Thank, Thank you, you, sir. Thank you. We're here, we're ready to go. So we've got to discuss, guys, Jaffet Tanganga, who come off to oh, a boy. standing ovation. And George Jaffet, the, the humble man himself, decided he want to walk you know, on the pitch to take the ovation before we go around the south stand instead. I mean, George, what a guy, man. What a guy. And even what after the game, player. just so humble, so humble. And that is the question is, George, really, can we keep Jaffet fit? Because if we can, you know, there's, there's vibes in there for me. I know it's going early saying this. There's a Ledley vibe in there for me. I know it's very early to put that put that in and I'm absolutely thinking, oh my god what I just said but I do think you know I do think Jaffet can be that good I, I really do if he can keep him fit we have not seen him fit that's the biggest problem and when he has yeah. played you know the likes of Liverpool and um, we've seen a couple of times against the big sides he's looked really impressive but the key is keeping him fit and if we can do that George yeah, he's a serious, serious player. Like I loved him when he like when he made his debut against Liverpool. I know he ended up losing that game, but like when he I think he stopped the ball on the line and he was so good. He, he basically so talked good. to Marley that game that they, they only could score from like a tapping from Firmino. So um and, but there's been other performances like that since. And you're right, I think injuries have hindered him a bit, slowed his progression. I do think in this case, like alone would be probably be the wrong thing to do. I know a lot of people were like, 
yeah, but he's going to get guaranteed minutes. But from what I saw last year, he's definitely good enough to push this yeah. team. And we've seen it again today. Weirdly enough, he says himself that his favoured position is centre-back. And Mourinho was the one that actually moved into right-back. And I'll tell you what, I think he's done the right-back role really, really well. Because what it allows us to do a lot of the time is if maybe if Reguilón's kind of burning down on the left-hand side in an attack, mm. he can yeah. drop into a three. A back three in it, and it yeah, works, yeah. Yeah. It works quite well. And, and that's what we're yeah. trying to look for in that Bologna defender as well, um, Tommy Yasu with yeah. He's a, another centre-back that can play right-back. And mm. it's like, well, we've already kind I've of got, got one at the end of the day. Exactly. So yeah. I think possible. maybe a priority would be maybe getting an actual left, maybe left-footed centre-back to go alongside Romero. I but, agree. Yeah. Um, I think he's a great, great young player and he's, he's already putting in like mature performances mm. at the age of right. what, 20, 21 that he is now. And I think as long as, yeah, like you said, if he can stay fit, he's yeah. going to be a top, top player. I think, I think Tanganga, sorry, yeah. just put it on Tanganga. I think with Tanganga, the biggest compliment I can pay him today is I think he set the tone for the whole football match from Tottenham's perspective. Yeah. That, that first challenge coming in on the, on on Sterling, for example, early doors in the game, everyone was, it, it was, it set the whole tone, the whole atmosphere, the whole crowd, Everything and 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 he did that, and that's a massive compliment. And I think he, I think he can shoulder the, not the pressure of, of being led in another Ledley King or you know some of the greats down, down the years of Gary Mabbott and, and whatever. But he 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 has got that about him. He is a like George just said, he is a proper player. I think for sure. Mm. And I, I don't I don't see you know when, when funds and all this sort of stuff are so tight around the football club. But, regardless of any pandemic at Tottenham anyway. But the point being is that why go after Tommy, Tommy Yasu with a, as a centre-back stroke right-back when you've got one staring you in the face? So, sometimes, the, again, it's, sometimes it's not complex, is it? Sometimes no. the answer is there and he's one of our own. And uh, I, I thought he was absolutely brilliant today. And I'd love to see him. I think, I think that right-back berth is his to lose now. It, it, I yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean... It's, 100%. It was funny, you know, Doherty, all that talk about the second coming now with Nuno in the door. You just saw if, ja- if Jaffet performs like that, I mean, I don't care how good uh, Matt was for in, his, you know, in his spell at Wolves with, with Nuno. There's no way you can drop Jaffet yeah, when he's can't. playing like that. You can't. I mean, no, no. what I do you want to say is at one point, you know, when, they, when it broke out, he's one of our own. Have you ever heard that saying so passionately loud on the back of what's been this last couple of weeks with Harry Kane and, Nuno, <laughs> and the, the, the passion behind that? That cry, you know, he's one of our own f- for Jaffet. I mean, that was unbelievable from the stands, wasn't it? I love Jaffet Tanganga. I absolutely loved him. I've loved him since that Liverpool game because, again, like, he is one of our own. And it's so nice when you see one of your own. And, again, shout out to Oliver Skip. I'm sure we'll talk about him as well. But when you see one of your own playing like that, bodying people, literally pocketing anyone in every game he's basically playing in when he's been fit, love to see it. Like, that's exactly what you want to see. And we love it. We love it when it's one of our own. It makes it even more, you make, it makes you even prouder like to have performances like that and of a player. I totally agree. Right back spot, he's to lose. I don't think Matt Doherty's really going to be challenging for it, if I'm totally honest, but we'll give him a second chance under Nuno. Um, le- I totally agree with the defender though. We need. I think we need to have another defender. I know Dyron Sanchez, I'm not criticising them today whatsoever. They were fantastic. They've been good in pre-season, but I want another defender. I think it's really, really important. A left-footed one. Let's yeah. go with Romero. That's the thing. I think that, we, you know, none of us are thinking that Dyer and Sanchez are going to be our partnership. Maybe he'll go to a back three. I don't know what he's going to do. But we need to have another defender. For me, let's say we sell Harry Kane and we've got 150. Obviously, the striker is very important, potentially two with that money. Um, but again, I think a defender still mm. need, needs needs to be done. Just, re- just It's really, really important, especially when you think that we've let, um, you know, Toby go and obviously Jan, Jan as well. And we know, we know that... 
I know we can't base it on last season. We're moving on fresh slate, but we've seen enough of Dyer and Sanchez over the years just to know that they're probably not c- completely trustworthy. And yes, we do have Tanganga there that can play in that centre-back role as well, but I, I still want another defender. I still want another one. I agree. I, agree. I, I, I totally agree. That answers Giovanna's question there on the screen. Uh, Lee, question here, actually. We'll take this one from the guy at that red rifle. says, do we need to send Joe Roden out on loan if he's not going to make the squad for the second mm. season in a row? I mean, it, do you know what I've got to say, Lee? And we mustn't get too carried away. It's the first game of the season. We've got four competitions that we're in. I, I'm quite confident that Joe Roden will still get minutes. I don't know what you think. Do you think he'll still get minutes? Yeah, I, I do. And I, and I think that the, the trouble with Joe last season is that we missed the registration, didn't we, for the Carlin Cup, I think, for him and or, or for the Europa League. So he couldn't yeah, play. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Europa League, sorry, forgive me. So, yeah, so he couldn't play. So he needs to go and get their minutes. I, th- I do find it strange that, that that he hasn't played. I think he's played 15 minutes in pre-season. I think that's... Yeah, it's always like that. Yeah. So yeah, what, yeah. What, wondering whether or not um, you know Nuno fancies him or not. I don't know. You know, you just have to read that what you will. But mm-hmm. I do think that he will get minutes. I think that well, Parastigi's cooking, right? So he's he's got the he's got all the plates. Uh, Wait, can you tell what is he what is he actually cooking? This is such a slow roast that's going on right now. I've got to be, what has he got on that? What has he got on that barbecue? I mean, how long is it going to the chefs are coming there. I don't know about the trophies, but the chefs are definitely turning up. So look, yeah. he's got something boiling up. He's got something in the oven. I feel like it's in um, Italy what he's cooking to try and bring it out. Might cooking, it might be. It's fresh. It's fresh food. But look, I, I, I think at the end of the day, he's um, he's got some stuff that he's, he's got going on. I, mm. I quite like the way that uh, Parastigi is working in a sense of, I mean, it fuels transfer. I mean, I'm not a transfer person. You know me, Rick. You oh, lot love I know, it. Like, I know you. Know, you. I know you. But, yeah, I, you know, but, you know, he fuel. He puts all these, um, uh, um, yeah, all the feeders out, and all of a sudden we're getting link, 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 and then it, you know, one will get over the line. I think, and it, what he's what he done obviously with Romero is he nailed his uh, his colours to the mast essentially, didn't he? And he went, that's the guy I want. That's the man yeah. I'm going to have. And yeah. I, 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 read a, I read an article um, uh, from uh, um, Fabrizio Romano uh, a couple of weeks back, and he talked about. Um, uh, Paratigi will go and pay the extra of three, four, five million or whatever. Levy would never have done that. I don't think that deal would have been done. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, that wouldn't have got over the line if uh, Paratigi wasn't in the football club. So that that that's credit to him. And I think you know where he's going with the with different centre backs and the, the defence. Mm-hmm. We all know that we need to sort our defence out. We, we were very worried when when the when the, the centre back pairings start today. But there's no way that Romero don't start the next game. Yeah, like league, like he's he's fit and he's going to be there. Yeah. And then it's who you pair him up with. And I do agree with Abby. I do, you know, I still can't believe that we right. let uh, Yannick Vestergaard, for example, go to less than 15 million. Like, you know, a genuine left-footed player. You know, Tomiyasu, he might be brilliant, but it, it might take him two seasons to get I, under the... Not, and it's not proven. I tell you, I, I know what you That's mean. What I mean. Yeah. And, you know, look, look at yeah. Dumbele, absolute bowler. I think we all know he's got the talent. It's just his mm-hmm. first. He's done three seasons. What's he actually done? He scored a, a brilliant flick, a couple of through balls. Uh, he scored against Aston Villa. He hasn't done really anything in three seasons. So you know, the, the, you know, sometimes these players, you can spend a load of money on them, you can give them a load of money to uh, on a weekly wage. If they've got no Premier League experience, it takes them a while to gel, right? Yeah. So you know, look, Doherty did have Premier League experience, and with great respect to Matt, he didn't have a brilliant season last year, did he? So right. it's very difficult to get that balance right. It's all about getting that balance right. I think Nuno said this in a week: a balanced squad, so we can make sure that we're going at it as a team, not as 
individuals. You can't have people <laughs> hanging song getting you out of trouble when, yeah. when people falling in their faces in the, in the defence. You just yeah. can't, you can't do that. And, and that's what it seems like. I think that's what Pav uh, cooking, Rick. I think yeah. he's cooking up a storm in the next couple of weeks. Oh, I hope so. I hope you're right. George, let's <laughs> come around to you because one man we've yes. got to discuss today, and Ab's mentioned him earlier, is Oliver Skip. Now, I've got to be honest here, in the first couple of minutes when he made that challenge on Jack Grealish, part of me thought it was a good challenge, but part of me thought, oh my God, he's getting the back of the net 1-0. He just, <laughs> just thought, you know, you just thought, worst case when I was a Spurs fan, you thought that was coming. But to be fair, you know what? I think he grew from that moment. Many would probably say it was a good free kick to give away. Benny Mind, he was going through on goal there. But, you know, after a frantic start, settled down. I think, you know what, George, overall, I can see him going to be a big addition to this team. You know, he pulled Definitely. off a superb last gasp challenge and added time in the centre of that pitch as well. Is he, George, for you, in your starting eleven when every single player is fit? And Dombele, of course, Le Celso. Is he in your starting eleven? I think so. I think look, last year for Norwich, he looked phenomenal. And if you speak to any Norwich fan, they all say he was like probably one of the one of the players of the season at long time. But, but they were gutted. They were gutted he went. They were so gutted that he gutted. went. Gutted. And I think yeah. for me, what works well. And I know Abby touched on it earlier as well, but. The fact that it allows Hoiberg to actually get further forward, like we saw in the Euros, he did that so well. He was playing the number eight role rather than the six, and yeah. he actually got nearly the, the most assists in the tournament because of that, which is something we didn't see from Hoiberg in, in a Spurs shirt. So it allows him to have a little bit more freedom, and he just does a lot of the dirty work that some of the midfielders that we have won't necessarily do. Like, I mean, I know Delhi did it more today. We don't usually associate him with that sort of thing. The Celso doesn't necessarily do that, and Dombele doesn't necessarily do that. It's, it was only Hoiberg last year in midfield that could do the day work and he ended up killing himself with the amount of games he had to play. So I think having someone like Skip alongside him complements it really, really well. And then it's mm. just down to that third position as to whether it's going to be Delhi or the Celso or whoever it may be. And I think that's where the, the competition will be in more of the, the attacking side of things. But no, again, Skip alongside Tanganga, young um, Spurs boys look yeah. different class. Did, now, we, did we not have a similar situation a few few seasons ago with Harry Winks? I think yeah. it's worth worth a mention because you know there's a lot of there was a lot of you know you we just put the pressure on uh, on Tanganga saying about no, no pressure, <laughs> but you know there was a lot of pressure on Harry Winks's shoulders. You know he is yeah. top through and through, but since, since the football club signed up or whatever eight, and you know and now we're kind of like yeah let's just get rid or a lot of the fan base is kind of get rid of Harry Winks. What's your view on that, Abby? Because there's similar. Oh, sorry, George. There's similarities there, or not? Do you think? Do you think? Not. I was going to say for me, for me personally, with Winks, he, I think the difference with him is that there was a very, very big confusion about what his role is or role yeah. was. Because yeah. when, he made his, when he made his England debut, he was an attacking midfielder and got a yeah. goal in his debut. Yeah. When he, yeah. Um, yeah. I know some people are quoting that he's a CDM, but he's never really been a defensive midfielder. No. He's always just been a so centre mid, but. He's not always been the strongest. He's not mm -hmm. always been the quickest. There was just yeah. really big confusion as to what his role was at Spurs. Yeah. I think that was the difference. I think uh, he managed to work well under Pochettino at times, but then as soon as Mourinho came in, who is obviously a very systematic manager, there wasn't a role for Winks. And that's kind of where yeah. his kind of downfall was. Whereas we know Skip is very much a defensive <laughs> midfielder. He's going to break up the play. No, yeah. no, no, the poor is not having Winks one eye out here. No, no, not having Winks. <laughs> no, I, 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 I just want to pass wanna... to Abby. I've been a hospital pass now. Just put <laughs> yeah. on to you, Abby, if you don't mind. I was always a very big fan of Skip um, under Pochettino. And when he was playing next to Moussa Dembele, I mean, anyone can play next to Moussa Dembele and yeah. probably look good because he's so good. Um, and I thought that, you know, he was learning quite a bit from Dembele. I thought that was kind of the role he was trying to play, not 
the defensive side of it like more of a Wenyama, but I thought he was trying to mould him into a bit like a Dembele, you know, more attacking ball at the feet and what you can do, like that type of thing. And obviously Dembele left, and I think I think that Harry Winks kind of got just a bit lost in what we were yeah. trying to do. Obviously, we didn't have a very good end to the season that year, despite the Champions League run. Um, you know, we weren't we weren't very good that second half of the season. Um, and then Jose came in, and like we said, like he's so systematic. Like just I think Harry Kane was uh, Harry Kane, Harry Winks was trying to do a little bit of everything. Like I think he would naturally would want to would want to be more of an attacking player, but the way that we were playing and the system, I think that he he kind of yeah. felt he had to be more defensive but he's not very good at it defensively so he was getting caught out and then I think it was all a bit of a mess but look he is first through and through I'd be sad to see him go because because of that fact and because I think that he had so much potential that he, he could have he could have actually been so much better I'd probably give him the benefit of the doubt this season and see what he can do under Nuno if Nuno can maybe find that that role for him as well but we do know with Oliver Skip he is far more defensive he's very good at that role and I think honestly I think maybe the one thing that is the best thing that's happened to Skip is going and playing a season every week in that role, learning it, and then getting getting promoted as well. So much so, winning, winning really, the league, the, getting that confidence, winning, winning the league, the confidence, and and bossing it every week. So much so that the Norwich fans don't want you to leave; they want they want to buy you. Like yeah. I think that's an amazing thing. I think that that's where Harry Winks hasn't had that. You know, he didn't. I just, from what I can remember, he never went on loan. Came straight no. in, and there was so much promise with Pochettino, and he really believed in him. Maybe if Pochettino would have stayed, we'd see a different Harry Winks. Um, but unfortunately, that hasn't that isn't what happened. And now I think he's he's probably actually suffered the most from all the changes that have gone on in the past yeah. three three four seasons. Yeah, I've got a couple of questions for you guys very quickly. Uh, Zug Zug says Winks would do better in a three four three. I reckon he will have a role this season under Nunes he, mm. under Nuno. It seems to like players who give everything, and he will. Um, Lino says here he's too negative for the way we play. I just think with Winks, it'll be interesting before the deadline. What clubs, if any, do come in from? We understand there's a couple that's sniffing around him, and you just do feel that if there's the opportunity to go and play regular first team football, that might be the pool for Harry Winks. Yeah, I think you make a good point about the loan uh, loan system and and utilising it or not. I mean, one of our own, uh, John from Lee the White Rose, he knows about the youth. He watches all the time, like some some of you guys do, and he's, he's always down there, um, Hotspur Way. And uh, looking at the under 18s, under the 23s, and, and that type of stuff, and, the, and the, the, you know the players coming through through the academies, and Winks has a lot of potential, or had a lot of potential. Maybe he needs to go out on loan. Even now, I mean, yeah. I'd keep hold of him, but even now, go out on loan because look at Harry Kane. I know we'll get on to Harry in a minute, but guys, what do you have? Seven, eight loans. Something like that. I mean, you know, exactly. this is this is how you get through that. Them you didn't really break through until he was like twenty three, really twenty two. The only thing, the only thing I'd say is that Harry Winks is a little bit older, isn't he? He's only twenty five. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, is, he is a little bit older, but I could what? see him going somewhere like a Southampton and doing and doing a job. Yeah, but in, in today's yeah. market, where obviously a lot of a lot of clubs don't necessarily have the money to spend, yeah. then maybe a loan is the right thing because yeah, we'll see if you can get the first team for one comeback, and if not, then sell him sell him on after. If yeah, Joe like right? Joe Willock from from Arsenal yeah. went on loan to Newcastle, smashed it. Now he's got a permanent transfer, and that might yeah. be the way to to um, re reinvigorate Harry Winks. Yeah, agree, guys. We've got to discuss uh, Davidson Sanchez. You know, what a player. We'll discuss them both, Davidson Sanchez, Eric Dyer, because um, again, as I said, that lineup when it came out, I, I, you know, I saw so many people put up this week saying, "If I see Dyer and Sanchez together, yeah. I'm not even going." I'm, 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 I'm not even going. Number two, I ain't even watching. But, John, to be fair, 
you know, there'll be many people now questioning whether we still need a centre back. Yes, we do need another yes, centre back. Do. do not yes, let it. Yes. Yes. Like, we definitely need another Everyone is. Yeah. Don't, don't let any don't let any thought creep into your head. We still need another no, centre back. We, we still, still need it. it. Oh man! Right. But honestly, just as I just first, he threw himself into some real attacking moments in that first half. I mean, the header that led to Lucas getting a shot on goal, executed that superb starting block to stop Gundogan's shot as well from the edge of the, of the box in that second half. Yeah, I gotta say he was excellent the other week against Arsenal. Like, no, again, we don't really talk about. Mid-table teams on here, so we'll, we'll leave that for another show. But well, relegation scrap now. So I'll tell you what, mate, yeah. yeah, I tell you what, mate, I'm not even looking that far down the table. Anyone gave him what I'm talking about? What's going on here? Uh, but you know, he put up a wonderful one. <laughs> uh, last gas training in, in the half, first half of added time. Uh, Lee, let's come to you firstly on this, Davidson Sanchez, because what I've always found about Davidson is that there's that moment of erraticness in his game, and you know what? It's just if we can somehow. If somehow somebody can get out of his game, we've got a great defender there. In that first season, he was here alongside Jan Vertonghen. Yeah, flawless. Was, you know, yeah. flawless. You know, I looked at him and thought, Do you know what? We're going to be building our team around this guy. But yeah. obviously, you know, from that moment onwards, we are, listen, we've chopped and changed. We've lost out of our old. We've lost that Vertonghen partnership, that telepathic partnership. Is it too late now for Davison Sanchez? Is it too late for him to be a success at Tottenham, in your opinion? Yeah, I know where you are. I mean, I, I think it's a fantastic point with, with the season where he's alongside Yan because I think Davison Sanchez needs a, an experienced defender next to him. And the problem that he's got, yeah. whenever he plays, he plays either with uh, Roden, with all due respect, not experienced. He plays with Dyer, who I'm, I'm the, the jury's still out whether or not he should be a central midfielder or a defender or even at the football club, right? So there, there's not. <laughs> With Romero coming into that side, you might look at that and go, I think I'd have Sanchez. If if we had to if we had to keep one of them, Dyer or Sanchez, you'd probably look at it and go in, I might want to keep Sanchez alongside Romero. Do you see what I mean? Although I still want a genuinely left footed centre back in the football club. Yeah. But but I, I think that I think that he needs <laughs> an experienced centre back next to him. And you know, that that year that he was against uh, uh, alongside Jan, he was outstanding. So he has got it in his locker. There's no doubt about it. It's not. It's not just potential. Just he's got it in his locker. He's done it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can he get it back? I'm not, it depends on who he plays with. In my opinion. Yeah. Well, yeah. Joe, I've got, I've got a couple of things in. Abdul, come to you. Uh, Michael at McBee says, "What's Nuno done to the Sanchez? He's got in a, getting a tune out of him. Do we back him or bring in another centre back?" Uh, Neil G on the screen here says, "Jose wrecked Sanchez from day one when he mentioned he beat him in the final when Jose was at United." And Sanchez at Ajax. But the only thing I would worry about that is, Neil, to be honest with you, um, I'd worry if that comment would overlay him for you know, 18 months where he'd be yeah. terrified no. on the field. But, uh, you know, as for you, is it too late for Sanchez now? Is, is it too late to, for him to come and you know, rise again at Tottenham? I mean, I think we've seen enough of Davinson Sanchez to know what you're getting. I think he was exceptional today. That I'm not taking anything away from him. But, as we've said, we need another centre-back and I think that's the bottom line his first season I, I and actually to be fair I've never been that critical of Sanchez because I don't think I have anyway because I think that his first season when he was with Jan he was really really good but then again like mm. I said with Harry Winks it, it's also who you're playing next to if you're playing next to Dembele if you're playing next to Jan Vertonghen you're probably going to be quite good in all fairness and I yeah. actually think that I found out quite a bit more about Toby last season without yeah, yeah it's so true. Yeah, I have to say, and and that's not taking anything away from Toby. Before people say, "Well, how can you say that he's a Rolls Royce?" Yeah, he is. But Jan was actually a better Rolls Royce. He was the Jeep. 
You know, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. Part, the partnership that, made those two that, big teams. It's, it's a partnership. And there, there is always one that leads by example and does better than the other. And I think, Yan, when you look at the common denominator in both those partnerships, it was Jan for me. You know, Toby mm. and Sanchez together, not a good partnership at all, in my opinion. We've seen that. Didn't work. We've tried it and did it to death. Not not a good option for us, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. again, like, like, like you guys said, if it comes down to Eric Dyer going or Sanchez going, obviously I'd rather have Eric Dyer go. But yeah. because I don't, I don't think he's good enough to be a centre-back, in my opinion. I know yeah, he, I don't, think so, yeah. I, I don't think he's, I think Pochettino did him the world of good putting him in midfield because I think that he would never have made it as a centre-back, in my opinion. I just don't. I don't mm. think he's out there. Um, yeah. But Sanchez, I think that, you know, you could still have Sanchez stick around and see what can be done because Sanchez can be good, you know, sometimes in the air. It's all about who he's playing with and him being calm and, you know, reading the game because sometimes we can be erratic, but sometimes when he doesn't, do that erratic stuff. He's all right. And like today, I thought he was really, really good. Eric Dyer was really good today. But over the course of the season, I think we've all seen enough over the past four years. Yeah, I think that we need someone stronger and better. It's okay. the it's the consistency is the biggest thing with players like mm. Sanchez. Yeah, it's like you said, I've seen other games before where he's done well, and I'm like, oh, yeah, the credit's true. He's played well. Yeah. But then next week he'll just go and give away a penalty or something like that. Well, so, he's, fought, yeah. he's falling on his face against City. Yeah, if you look at the if, if you look at the first half of last season, really good, both Eric Dyer and Sanchez. But when yeah. it started to go to pop, neither of them could get themselves no, back no. into the level. Neither of them had the belief, whether it be the belief in themselves or no. um, I don't know what it is that the mentality in either of them to get themselves mm. back to where they were in the first half of that season. And that's yeah. why we saw every time that there was a mistake, every time something went wrong, they could they couldn't. Um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? They couldn't sort themselves out in no. time enough, you know, to, no, to agree, recuperate. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think that you've got to have someone that is a leader back there and says, okay, yeah. you've made a mistake, you yeah. pick yourself up and you get on with it and you go yeah. again. And I think that's what we've been missing at the back. And I'll tell you what Sanchez has improved massively on is like his ball distribution. Because before, I remember he used to be so shaky on the ball. Yeah, he's comfortable. He didn't come out of Toby's game because he's putting some good few long. Yeah, no, nice pinks. There was some. There was some nice little diagonals today. Yeah, yeah, some nice diagonals. There was some. There were some nice diagonals. There really was. We'll just quickly throw in as we're getting so positive, guys. Throwing Eric Dyer quickly to see if we can throw him in because you know he had critics going into this game as well. But you know, as with the cup final at Wembley in April, you know, a lot of people want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about that because obviously we lost the game. But I thought it was immense that day and. He threw himself in the way of everything today. Everything was coming his way. He was blocked everything. I thought he was phenomenal. And again, that's the same problem with Eric Dyer that we just said about Sanchez. That for me, Dyer, in the course of a game, there's always one moment. There's there's one moment with Eric Dyer in every game I've seen him where you just know it's coming. And, and this is the sad thing because for every great tackle there is, every great block, every great header, there's that moment of madness when you're thinking, when's it coming? When's it coming? But mm. to be fair, you know, today... It didn't come. But the point you've got with Dyer is from previous experience, you know that it can happen. I mean, Lee, for you, Eric Dyer, it's another one where you think, OK, we're going again with him. Or do you think, again, another setback has to come in because of what we've seen in the past? I think it's really tough because, you know, he made his debut, didn't he, against West Ham, scored a 92nd minute winner, become a bit of a hero. I think he played right back that day, <laughs> weirdly enough. Uh, and then and then he, he made the central... Uh, I remember in the closed season, um, there was uh, behind the closed doors training sessions and there was rumours coming out that he was going to play central midfield and uh, Potts was going to have him playing... And, and obviously he didn't. And, and he was excellent. I think him uh, with, with uh, Dembele... Uh, and then when Yama as well, like interchanging, I, I think he was very, very good through them, through them early Poch years, the title challenge, the two title challenges that we had. He was excellent in that position. I just always felt that he was dodgy. I remember a game against, uh, I think it was Martial scoring. We lost 1-0 to 
Man United a few seasons ago and he played centre-back that day and it just went over his head. And you just think, I, I don't think he reads the game very well. I think that's his mm. problem. I don't think he reads the game very well. But, you know, as a, as a physical um, uh, defender, you know, got the attributes that you need in, in terms of a big centre-back. I think he's got that. But but you say exactly the same thing with Sanchez, the same thing with Dyer. Guaranteed, each game there's something's going to happen. A rick in him, excuse the pun, Nick. A rick in him. Can I just confirm for the listeners that listen, I'm definitely not in him. Just to confirm, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true, that's true. But you know, there, there's always a mistake waiting to happen, whether or not it's a, a harsh VAR decision against Newcastle. I know it's completely harsh, but they're still there. Whether or not there's a, um, you know, a, a penalty against Manchester United when we could have beaten them easily. And then he puts, you know, he, he had a good game that game against Manchester United, but yet he still gave the penalty away. You know, Sanchez falling on your face. Uh, you know, there's always, we've got to get rid of that stuff. You know, when you look at some of the, the defenders that we've had at football club going back years gone by, We've had some amazing defenders in our, in our football club and we need to get back to that. I don't think you're ever going to look back in, on this era of Tottenham and go, mm. Eric Dyer was an outstanding defender for Tottenham and Sanchez. You're just not going to say that. And, and therefore, yeah. you've, got, you've either got to move them on or... Yeah. or um, look, I, sometimes it's for the player as well. And I'm, I mean, this is yeah. great. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Sometimes yeah. Eric Dyer could go to another club and be brilliant. Because yeah. it just needs a move, you know. Sometimes. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it just could be, Liz. You know, the expectations at Tottenham, what what we impose as fans, are just so high. And I, I think sometimes, you know, we've seen this before that we we do put a lot of pressure on players, and it's no it's no surprise that players leave here and go on to do really really well wherever they go overseas or even in the Premier League. There's there's a, there's a yeah. reason for that. There definitely is a reason for that. Um, don't, don't forget, Rick, yeah. just quickly, it, this is a guy that's scoring the winning penalty in like the round of 16. Just yeah, yeah. Well he knows, he knows you know pretty I mean? yeah. He's bringing, you know, this, this is a guy that regularly got into the England side when there was five, six Tottenham players in the, in, in the England team, you know, previous World Cup. This is a guy that played Champions League final or whatever. So, you know, he's got a lot of experience. You talk about experience in the Premier League and, you know, he's got a lot, but he's just not consistent enough, I'm afraid. Yeah. Guys, uh, Pierre-Emile Hoybier. Let's start with you, Abs, because, um, again, plenty of work and pressing. You know, what we saw last season in order to get Spurs on the counter led the team in the centre of the pitch. I think you said uh, earlier, you know, the way he was going around to players, the leadership aspect of him commanding. Um, I want to think this season, Abs, he's not going to be doing three or four people's jobs at once. And he is yeah. going to be able to have a bit of time where, you know, he's not going to play every game. He's had to play, you know, last season, Premier League, uh, Europa League, FA Cup, League Cup. You know, there's got to be an element where we do give this guy some rest time as well. He had the Euros as well. He's only had recovered from that, come straight back in. Uh, what did you make of him against City? Great again, wasn't he? So good. So good. I mean, what a, what a deal we got there with the swap deal with Walker Peters, honestly. And um, again, I don't think anyone really was that buzzing about it when it happened last year. But I mean, he's, he's I th God, I dread to think how much worse off we would have been last season if he wasn't there, honestly. Doing all that dirty work that no one wants to do, leading. And I think that's what we've really lacked. We've lacked a leader. And I know that obviously mm. Lloris is our captain. And the more I think about it, I really do thank him for his loyalty to the club. But, but honestly, as a leader out there in the middle of the pitch, showing yeah. people what they need to do, guiding people mm. and actually leading by example, because he leaves every, everything on that pitch every game. You can never fault him for that. And that yeah. is exactly what you want. And I was watching him today, like I said to you earlier, I watched him today put people when there was a corner, tell Reggion to get there, tell Skip to do that, tell Sanchez, you need to be doing this, die of this, whatever. I love that. We haven't had someone that does that. I can't even think the last person that, that probably did that, and bar the Toby and Sanchez partnership when we were still at White Hart Lane. It's mm -hmm. that type of 
passion that you need to have, and especially in the middle of the pitch where you can see everything and you can see what's going on. And I really do hope that someone like Skip can, you know, maybe share the burden with him because it is a lot. And his work rate is, is, is incredible. And I think in the Euros, we saw just how good he can be in that kind of eight, in that eight role, a bit further forward yep. and get the assist as well. I mean, if mm. he can ever add that to his game as well and do a bit of both, I mean, got the all-round midfielder, surely, like that's just exactly yeah, what you want. What yeah, you want. So, Yep. I, I hope he can. I hope he can share the burden, so he doesn't have to do everything. But I would say, how long are we going to be in this Europa Conference League for? Honestly. Well, I mean, it depends, doesn't it? I mean, a lot of. I mean, Nuno might see it as the opportunity to actually get Spurs to win a trophy, right? And um, you know, if he, if he does that, then will we? I don't know. My problem with it, we're going to come on to this debate later. My problem with it is that you win it, you go back into it. I think you won the second. What's, exactly. What reward <laughs> is that? Oh, look, we're winning a trophy. You're throwing us back into the Europa League. I wouldn't mind if there's a bigger prize, but I don't, I'm not sure. It'd be typical Spurs, wouldn't it? The, the celebrations to win it, to get back in the Europa League. You think, oh, come on, are you serious? But honestly, probably, to, yeah. it, we'll, we'll talk about it. But I, I was going to say, to me, it equates to the Audi Cup. It's just nothing. It's a yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, I don't care to be in it. I don't want to see us in it. I don't want to see any of those players yeah. traveling to be in it i want to see yeah. youth let the youth do it um george will come on to you because um I w- i've just got a question here i want to throw at you this is from i hope nick who says we need a creative spark in front of skip and hoybier will brian hill fill that role i think brian hill's probably going to challenge more the likes of bergvine i think for like the the winger positions because that's where he seems to be he's a, he's, he's a, actually it's quite rare nowadays weirdly enough but he's actually a left-footed left winger now, now more than not, they're all inverted and they're on the opposite sides. But um, I think he's definitely going to, well, especially if we're leading the lines with Son now instead of Kane, um, if Kane were to leave or, or whatever, I think Ryan Hill will probably push for that left-hand side. So that's where it's got to be like yep. La Celso, Ndombele and mm-hmm. Delhi. Those yep. are the three that have got to compete with each other yep. for that like kind of third midfielder role. And yep. that's great with the creativity. And I think... Oh, I love Ndombele to bits, man. Like when, when he's on the ball, he is unplayable. Like he's the talent. He's trying is... to get him on the ball. That's the problem. Trying to get him on the field. That's the problem. This, this, this is the thing, and I don't like. We don't really know what's going on. He seems to be training every day. He seems to be happy in in all the training things. But again, Nuno just says he's not ready. So I don't know if that's something to do with his mm. kid that he just had or whatever it may be. But yeah. if he can just get the right mentality to get himself on that pitch. Yep. He could be a great complement to the other two because he is a player that is more attacking. The mm. ball's glued to his feet. He's the one that will drive it to the edge of the edge of the um, the penalty area. Yep. And then you lay it off to your, your wingers or son, whoever it may be. He's got that in him. Just has to get that passion and desire to do it. Yeah, um, So there's, I think that's where the competition will be between those three for that yep. kind of attacking mid-roll. I nearly forgot Sergio Reguilon, so I will give him a quick mention. He had plenty of defending to do, but he threw himself into everything. Didn't get forward as much as maybe what we would normally like to see. But, you know, I think different kind of forms from him defending very, very well. I had to throw him in there because uh, we didn't mention Sergio to this point. Uh, let's discuss, guys, to kind of clarify and then have the Harry Kane debate, which I'm yeah, looking forward to. We'll bring that into the uh, into the context of the Europa League preview we're coming because, uh, I'll be honest, I'm not sure any of us know much about Paco de Ferreira. I mean, I might be surprised. You guys might be able to tell me so much about them. I can see the look on their faces. They're looking forward to discussing them at length. But uh, before we do discuss that, let's discuss. No, yeah, isn't that an aftershave or a, uh, or a tweet that you roll out? <laughs> no, at, uh, I've, I've worn some weird fragrances in my time. Maybe it is what I've tried on the Fugazi stalls <laughs> in, 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 in Malia at the time. I don't know. I'll tell you. Um, I've got to say... Let's go with Lucas Moura because um, I've, I think George, you said this earlier. I've never known a guy to divide a fan base as Lucas Moura. You've got that camper Spurs fan that will worship this guy and adore this guy to the to the moment they will leave because of this Ajax moment. Yeah. Then you've got this other bunch of Spurs fans that are like, do you know what? 
He's driving me insane. He's infuriating. Why does he not look up? Why does he run into traffic? Um, today, he ran the fucking goal in the 24th minute. That you know, blocked the line by Gundogan. I thought, you know what? He was a live wire throughout. Says he actually looked quite scared, nervous, terrified at times when he had the ball. You know, he started that move for Son's goal. Got to say, he was understandably tired as the game went on. But on the day, he was one of Spurs' best performers. And Easily. George, will we see a consistent Lucas Mora in a Tottenham shirt. Will that actually happen, do you think, in, in a season? You look, I mean, your face is all there. I looks yeah. like I'm asking you a massive ask there. Uh, I think it's going to be tough to ask for complete consistency across the whole season because he is another player that has these amazing moments in a lot of games, but just doesn't do it week in, week out. And if I'm being honest with you, I thought we were moving him on this summer. I thought we might potentially look into replace him and Agreed. just try and yeah. find yeah. a player that was mm. that little step up that mm. can do it week in week out but to be honest with you he's impressed me big time in the um in the preseason and in obviously in, in today's game just his, yeah. his work rate is just ridiculous ridiculous and it's mm. just about um you know having that end product on a consistent basis is that kind of final hurdle for him for yeah. me to be like a nailed on starter like now obviously right now i think he would be but throughout the whole season there's, there might still be questions about wh- wh- whether he will start or not. But yeah. if he can just keep this up, he, he, again, another player that can be incredible. So we'll yeah. see what Nuno's kind of training can do for him. Abs, quickly on uh, Lucas. Has, has, is the penny dropping? Has it dropped? Uh, is it well, I, I, I tell you what, I don't know who put, who put a penny in him today, but long yeah. may it continue. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I've been one of those people that I can always appreciate what he did at Ajax, but just since that point... He is too. He has been too inconsistent for me, and he, his final ball has always been terrible. But today, new Lucas Mora. But I will say one thing: much better, and he has always been much better when he plays in the middle to when he's out on the wing. Always yeah. much better. Mm-hmm. And if he plays in that role more consistently, I mean, as long as he looks up and he remembers past to the white shirt, I don't see why. I don't. I don't see why he can't continue to be like that because yeah. he's always had the pace and yeah. he's always been able to run at people. And he he he, had, he used to get goals, you know. And I think that t- today we saw that if you put him in the middle and he run- and he- and he has that electricity and he can be a live wire, it's all about the final ball for Lucas. And today it was great, but it- that's the thing that he has to work on with the consistency. But if he keeps doing that, fantastic. It's just the consistency. But over obviously the course of he played quite a lot under Jose, but you know he was always in and out of the team under Poch and here and there. So I think that, that does also you know hinder your progression. You know he was a lot a lot of the time used for Europa League games and things like that. Um, and then out of the team when it came to Sunday, many occasions. So I think that having consistency is also key for him and confidence is another big thing. He seems that type of a player as well mm. that can be affected yeah. by confidence. Uh, but if he plays through the middle and plays like that again, I mean, I hopefully he can be in the team every week because that's the Lucas Moore I love. Yeah, that totally version agree. of him. Yeah, Lee, let's come to you. Um, I'm also going to throw in Lee along with this Stephen Bergwijn so we can get to the Kane chat because I do feel Kane, I've said this on the last three shows so far, I feel the Kane chat not only derails Tottenham season, it could derail podcasts as well, which is the reason why I just want to yeah. just try and get there as soon as possible. But quickly, uh, Lee, Bergwijn was also one of the driving forces through the centre of the pitch for Tottenham in that game, constantly breaking through the middle. In one round, such culminated in that assist for Hummin Son. I think it was a really good performance. Likewise to, to Mora, I'm going to ask you that as a double-edged sword there, Lee, for you. Both of those guys, it's about consistency this season. Will we find the consistency, that pair, in this season? Or, or are those futures still up for debate? If, if a crazy offer comes in before the end of the summer, do you consider it? Yeah, it depends what you think a crazy offer is. I mean, we spent 20, what, 25 million, 27 million on Lucas. 
23 million on, on Stevie. I mean, it's not, you know, it's not a small amount of money, don't get me wrong, but, it's, you know, they're not ridiculous. So, you know, if you were to get your money back on them, would, would you sell them? I probably, I probably wouldn't with Steven Bergwijn. I, I think that if, if a crazy off, you said crazy, 40 million, 45 million, maybe for Lucas, you, you might be going out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the problem with both of them is, is, is the same. It's the same problem. They're not consistent enough. I mean, Stevie burst on the scene, scored against Man City on his debut, absolutely won the goal. You know, uh, the, the whole of South Stands roaring down his face, absolutely amazing. And then, you know, you turn around to, um, you know, Lucas. And, look, obviously, we all know what he did. Unbelievable. The best night. Um, you know, and, and, and people, people might laugh at this, you know, rival fans watching this now. Sometimes it ain't about trophies. Sometimes it's about moments. Sometimes it's about creating memories. And that memory that Lucas created for us, Will never be, will never go away. It will never go. Yeah. It was amazing, amazing, amazing emotion that was pouring out of everyone that was there, and you know, and, and, and watching it around the world or whatever. But that doesn't mean that you know, next week against uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers, if he has a shocker, it's not good enough. Like he has to come on, and he worked hard today. He was, he was strong. He was biting and yeah. everybody's ankles. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, totally. but he needs goals and assists. That's what mm. he's in the team to do. He needs goals and assists, especially when you set up the, the without a recognised striker today. He's the best number nine. Is you know we'll get onto in a minute. Best number nine in the world is fannying about with his future. Lucas <laughs> needs to be able to step up. Now we talked about Son stepping up. Yes, stepping up. He, he 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 does do it. You know, seventeen Premier League goals last season, ten Premier League assists. Don't tell me he ain't already stepping up. Where are you getting them numbers from with Lucas? Just doesn't mm. do it. Just doesn't yeah, yeah. So for me. Look, I'm not having a go at the guy. I think he was brilliant today, and, and I agree with what George and Abby said. Put through the middle, you know. Today reminded me of some of that play that he did in in uh, against Ajax yeah. when he scored. You know, I think uh, he scored a hat trick then he recently um, uh, a couple of seasons ago against Huddersfield, and you know, so his finishing is excellent. His heading is fantastic. Like he's like a springbok, isn't he? He can get yeah. right for a little fella. He's got, yeah. he's got pace to burn. Yeah, this guy's got all the attributes. If you're playing FIFA, you're, you're thinking you might have having him in the team, but the reality is, you yeah. don't do it every week, and that's the problem. And I think it's the problem with both of them, Stevie and Lucas. Mm. They've got to get more consistent. Agreed, right, guys? It's time to have that chat. We are pushed for time. We're going to try and squeeze this in in the next six to seven minutes, Max. So, um, for our listeners on audio, we are going to go for our final break of the show. Taking you into this break, we've got a preview of our Europa League title. Europa League, not Europa League. So I'm so sorry, not Europa League. Europa Conference League. Sorry, I'm upgrading us for God's sake. What's wrong with me? I'm trying to upgrade us already. We're not upgraded just yet off that City win. It is a Europa uh, Conference League tie we've got coming this Thursday. It's a big match on the horizon for Pastor Ferreira. There's absolutely no doubt about that. You know, it's not not every day that a mid-table Portuguese club gets the opportunity to take on one of the giants of English football in a competitive match. A team that even reached the Champions League final not too long ago. So, you know, the players, the supporters will certainly be, be very much looking forward to this one. And there's even been a bit of an attempt to stoke up something of a, of a rivalry in the build-up to this one on social media. You know, some Spurs fans suggesting that they've never heard of Passage, leading to Passage's official Twitter account releasing a, a satirical video, really, suggesting the same thing about Tottenham. So it's been, it's been quite fun, and it is ultimately all in good fun. And, and of course, one thing that is for sure is that pretty much everybody fully expects on paper that Spurs should be winning this battle very comfortably indeed. You know, Passage would need to overcome some spectacular odds and, and, and almost defy the laws of finances to be able to beat Nunu's side across two legs. 
But of course, you know, stranger things have happened in football. And in fact, we even saw in the previous round that Lahn of Northern Ireland actually managed to beat Passos in, in their second leg meeting uh, in the previous round of this competition, which was more than a bit of an upset. Even if Passos did, of course, rotate quite extensively with the with the tie already in the bag after a, a 4-0 win in, in the first leg. Uh, but but even with this in mind, Passos will be very happy to go into this one as, as the heavy underdogs without the pressure to win, but also with the awareness that if they play to their full potential, they can at least give Spurs a, a bit of a test. In terms of the lineup, you can likely expect Dinelson will return to the starting eleven uh, with Lucas Silva and Juan Delgado uh, on either side of him. Although don't be shocked if Douglas tags in for Dinelson up top. We then have a, a midfield trio of Ustaku, Luis Carlos and uh, Nuno Santos who would represent what most people would, would deem their, their strongest 11 in terms of the, the midfield and, and they're likely to likely to start this one. But the fact that they do play on the Monday before the, the first leg meeting with Tottenham on the Thursday means that rotation may be necessary with just two days of rest. So that's something to, to, to keep an eye on. We should also bear in mind that another issue for passengers is that they lost two key players uh, in the summer in, in Luther Singh and, and Bruno Costa, uh, as well as their manager Pepper, who also departed uh, departed at the start of this season. So it's naturally going to be a difficult start to the season for the club and, and a bit of a transition period. Then a new manager's now come in, of course. He's, his, his coaching record to date doesn't inspire a huge deal of confidence, but they have made a good start to the season despite this with a with a 2-0 win over Famalicão in their in their opening league uh, league match um but again that they do play on the monday evening before this thursday kickoff is potentially something of a disadvantage that that, that could have have some sort of say in in, in this fixture um but but in any case you know passers they, they'll know they'll be on the back foot in this match so so ordinary tactics go out of the window for these types of fixtures the new manager is, of course, new to the club, so it's not easy to predict just how defensive or adventurous they'll be. But a pretty safe assumption is that they'll 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 look to defend with eleven behind the ball for for the most part and try and counter or be clinical when they do find themselves in possession, which is generally how how Portuguese sides approach matches like this against the likes of of Benfica or Porto. Ultimately, my hope really is that Passage managed to just give a good account of themselves. You know, defeat kind of feels like a, an inevitability, really. But playing some good football and making Spurs have to work for the victory would be great. You know, ensuring that the, the Tottenham faithful don't forget their Portuguese opponents in too much of a hurry, even if they have, hadn't actually heard of them before kickoff. And of course, we can't we can't forget the fact that Passage do have some experience of playing these kind of matches. You know, they beat Porto and Braga in one-off matches last season. Um, so, so they've got the quality to cause problems, but at the same time, to do it over two legs just seems like more than a step too far. And, and so ultimately, I can't really see anything but Spurs advancing, potentially winning both legs home and away in the process. That said, you know, I'm, I'm optimistic Passage could maybe scrape a draw in one of the matches, more likely the home encounter. But, uh, but an aggregate scoreline of 3-1 or 4-1 to Spurs would be my initial guess. And I think it would be a, a good result for, for Passage overall. It suggests that they've had to make uh, Spurs work a little bit. And, and I, think, I think that's the best they can really hope for in this one. But, but no, I'm, I'm certainly looking forward to it. It should be a great game, a great occasion. And though I'm certainly tempering expectations and, and trying to be realistic about Passage's chances... They did a phenomenal job last season, performing well above pre-season expectations and securing some very good results in the process. And they do have some very good footballers on their books, you know, with solid technical ability as well, as you'd expect from, from a Portuguese side. And also, I think it's worth saying that, that in truth, Spurs probably couldn't have asked for much 
for a much tougher start to their Europa Conference League journey than this as a seeded side, drawing a drawing an unseeded side that's a top half side of, of the Portuguese Primeira Liga. I think many Spurs fans probably would have expected a, a, a team from a less reputable league at, at this stage of the competition. So it's pro- probably a little bit more complicated than it could have been for Spurs. Um, and I think I think that's got to be taken into account. You know, Pastors, they're, they're not expected to advance, but they'll be fully motivated. They've got some quality to go with it. And, and they'll be looking to capitalise if Spurs do show any signs of complacency. Guys, it's time to have that chat. Harry Kane, I'll tell you what. Today, I don't think, Jot, I actually felt quite guilty for singing that. Are you watching Harry? Kane? I don't know. I don't. Part of me, I thought, <laughs> I thought this is so weird. I'm looking around, everyone singing it. I'm thinking, I'm looking around, everyone, I'm, I'm, everyone above me singing it. But I saw that mean. I'm thinking, my God, everyone's feeling the same. Everyone's feeling slightly betrayed, slightly cheated here a little bit. I mean, yeah. I tell you what, um, Nuno after the game, he was asked his comments on that a moment when in terms of when the fans did do that. Did it cut the time actually? He said Harry worked this morning. He's preparing himself when he's ready. He will join the group and help the team. Uh, I just, I mean, Abs, we'll start with you. Listen, we know where we've been with Kane. You can feel free to overlap and go on back on sure. what you've said before. But um, in terms of now where we are today, after beating Manchester City, where is Kane's future at? Does it change anything for you? Does it change the price tag? Does it change his decision that he's got to come? Has it changed Tottenham's decision? What do you think? My price tag has always been 150 million. And I was doing podcasts potentially with you guys and throughout, you know, the end of last season when we were talking about Harry Kane. And I said somewhere between 150 to 200 million and people were laughing at me. And I said, nope. I said, price this to Spurs, you know, because it's a big, it's a big amount of money. Right. And what's, and he's still got three years left. There's no clause. Spurs can effectively ask for whatever they want. Okay. And Harry Kane's stuffed either way. Okay. For me, Harry Kane is the best striker in Europe, potentially the world as well, okay? And I think that he wants the move, and I don't begrudge him for wanting to go and win trophies. If he feels he can't do that at Spurs, I don't blame him. I don't disagree with him. Probably yeah. not going to happen at Spurs, okay? Probably not. However, there is a way you go about it, as I said earlier. And I think the fact that he obviously didn't go back to training on time, you know, regardless of that stupid little statement he put out. He put oh, it out. Tell agree, tell agree. He, he wasn't... He put he it out. He wasn't, he, he was statement. expected to go back, like you said, he was expected to go back, he didn't go on time, regardless of what anyone wants to say, he didn't go he back didn't. on time. Yeah. You know, he he didn't, he did, he did put that stupid statement out five, six days later. If you think anyone's going to believe you, five, six days later, you've got nothing coming. The club did nothing to shut it down, okay? And if it wasn't true, they would have said something, okay? So that statement meant nothing and actually felt a little bit of, of another bit of a kick to the, to the Spans. Do you think we're that stupid? Yeah. So for me, I love Harry Kane. I want nothing more than Harry Kane to stay at our club, apologise yeah. and work his way for the rest of the season try and get us into the Champions League places and say, do you know what? Thank you. Goodbye. Because I always thought we'd sell him next year anyway, for the fact that it would be two years left in his contract. It's okay. just the way you go about it. it. has rubbed everyone up the wrong way. And it's disrespectful. Because don't forget, like we said, he's been three, four, five, six, seven loans, okay? And we still, you know, we still talking about every single time back into the team. We've watched him rise. And he's got a lot to thank the fans for that, okay? And the the... the Trust that Spurs put in him, giving him that six-year deal. And the only person to blame for not putting the clause in is Harry Kane, okay? Not his agent, his former agent before it was Charlie. Yeah. It's Harry Kane. You you effectively control your own future, and he did that. So while you've still got that, you go, you, you show respect to the club, you show respect to the fans, and you do your business privately. And if you want to go, just like Jack Grealish did, 
No one's doubting your love for the club in that sense. You know, no yeah. one will doubt Jack, Jack, no. Jack Reedish's love for Villa. He wants mm. to win trophies and play Champions League football because he's that good. And I understand that from Harry Kane's perspective. But there's a way you go about it. And the fact that everyone was singing that today yeah, shows yeah. you that everyone is singing from the same hymn sheet. And it hurts yeah. me to do that because I love Harry Kane. And I, I want to, if, if Harry does go, which I, I, I don't know whether he will or won't, I really, I really don't know. Yeah, I, I want to remember him for all the amazing moments he's given. Of course, us, we do. You know? yeah. not not and, the ending. And, and, and you know what? Yeah, and, and, and you know what? What you said there for me is absolutely spot on where I'm at. I've got absolutely no issue with him wanting to leave. I've never had an issue. Listen, I've said this before. I've wanted to leave Spurs, but we can't. We're supporters. We've got to stay here. But the, the issue, like you said, there is he could have done this so many different ways in yeah. terms of how he wanted to approach leaving the club. He could have put out a statement. You know, as many people know, Enix um, current. Support in the club, the trust put it out recently. I think it's a ninety-four percent no confidence, right? Yeah. So don't tell me you haven't got a line there to play on on your social account when you've got that kind of a following, and you say oh, I want to leave the club because the direction is not where he wants to go. We're not investing in where in terms of where I want to see the club go. He had a perfect, perfect opportunity to do that. So to go and do it this way, I don't understand it. George, comment on the screen here. This says from Ed M. He says if Kane had played today, it would have undermined Nuno. You do not turn up and walk straight back into the team, no matter who you are. So, George, on that for you, uh, do you agree with that? And where do you see Harry Kane's future ultimately lying after the end of this summer transfer window? Well, yeah, definitely. I don't think he, he definitely shouldn't have just walked back into the team. I know a lot of people might like say it's Harry Kane taking exception, but if he's only trained for one day, that's that's not enough. That's not enough. Yeah. And especially with the way he's gone about it, with the whole not turning up, not saying anything to the fans and being extremely, extremely disrespectful. He doesn't just walk back in like that. But I would 100% give him the chance to come back, pr prove everything wrong. Like, if it comes to deadline day and he hasn't signed for City, all right, then that's it. You've got another year with us before you can try again, really. Go back into training, work hard, try and beat Shearer's record still, try and get us back to Champions League. That's what, and I've, that's the thing for me is I'm, I've been disappointed more than anything because yeah. of all the players. Give me yeah. name any other player. Hundred percent agree with this. Well, him and Son, but him. He's one of the only players I never would have thought would have done this. No, because he seems like such a professional guy. Yeah, like I said, wants to break the record, so clearly wants to play. Yeah, for him to push a move like this makes no sense. Even that Pereira at West Brom. Even he he's, came out. He's, <laughs> been, he's only been there for eighteen months. Yeah, he was calling like people like people like saying stuff about him really negatively, and he just came out and said, "Look, I, I wanted to say this at the end of the window, but mm, people are saying yeah. bad things about me. I've loved the club, I've always loved the club, yeah. but I want a yeah. new challenge." Yeah. It's as simple as that. Mm. Kane can leave. We're no one's necessarily like against that as long as you're getting the right price for him. Exactly. The fact that they offered a hundred mil is laughable. Actually, yeah. laughable. And can, can I just say one thing on that? Just sorry, oh, just to interrupt you. The fact that they offered a hundred mil, right? We've had this before. It's, it's, a, it's a, the same as the Bale saga, okay? But it hurts more because it's Harry Kane. But yeah. if they offer one hundred fifty million and they say, "Here it is, one hundred fifty million pounds, not euros, pounds, yeah. Harry yeah. Kane." Yeah. Fine, go take it. It's then yeah. it's up to us how we reinvest it back into. Yeah. The, we have yeah. another yeah. chance. Yeah. We have another chance, right, to do that. What we happen with Bale, do it right this time. Instead of yeah. going and get six or seven players from the back end of every league, go and buy two or three players from the top leagues and then do something with it. That is the only way this benefits. Yeah. And Spurs should hold out until they get every penny worth because we do not have to sell Harry Kane. He is in a mm -hmm. contract and he does not have to go anywhere this summer. Sorry. And, and, and it's, it's honestly like naive to think that a gentleman's agreement is worth anything in any sort of um, business in any in any industry. It doesn't yeah. make sense. If it's not in, if it's not on paper, it's not happening. And like as much as everyone's reported, mm -hmm. Levy's one of the hardest people to negotiate with in the yeah. world. 
when it comes to the football world. So especially with him in particular, yeah, it makes no sense. And, and I'm pretty sure, like, the, technically the gentleman agreement is there. He said, yeah, you can go, but it's got to be. For it's got to be. The right money's got to be there. Forget the gentleman's agreement. If the money's not there, the money's not there, right? I mean, exactly. And we've had this before as well with like Modric and whatever wanting to leave. Yeah. But the difference mm. is, is that the difference in price was not yeah. what we're talking about right now. Mm. With mm-hmm. there, it was a few million. Like, and yeah. as long as they got the money, that was fine. Yeah. And yeah. there may have been different where maybe the offer actually was the right amount and we said no. Mm. Yeah. And then they wanted to leave. Okay, fine. But yeah. with this, there is at least a fifty million pound difference, which yeah. is why it's like it's laughable. Of course, we're gonna we're gonna reject it straight away. So yeah. I feel like he should have just literally just gone through training, maybe said like released the same saying, "Look, I really want to move on," and we're like, "Yeah, fine." But we've got to get the money for it. If they're not paying for it, then fine. Go next year for maybe eighty mil when there's only yeah. two years left or whatever it may be. And then like again, same thing with the with the club though. I love what Villa, the Villa board did. When their CEO oh, came out and released a class really classy. They yeah, said, look, yeah. we put a release clause in his contract. We did not think anyone was going to meet. And last no. year, they probably thought no one's going to pay 100 mil for Jack Grealish. No. But of course, City come and did it. And they're like, all right, yeah. well, we're going to use that money. And we bought three quality players to mm. improve the team. Yeah. If we did that, I'd be happy with it. As much as I'd be sad to see him go, yeah. at least mm-hmm. it's like the right it's way of it's doing it. It's, 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 it's a plan there, George. There's a plan there. Whatever you think about it, there's a plan. Lee, let's come to you to close this in terms of Harry Kane. So we've got to quickly squeeze in predictions for uh, Thursday's Europa Conference League game. And Brandon Thompson says, where do you think Harry Kane will stand now that he sees the potential transfer still at a standstill and on the back of Spurs' result today? Um, does that change his his, his opinion in terms of the move, I'm sure it doesn't. I'm sure that, that result won't change Harry Kane's mind in terms of if he wants to go. But what do you think that will happen in terms of Harry Kane very quickly? I think City are disrespectful. And I think it's only we're only ever talking about City. Look, Man United, what about Manchester United? What about Real Madrid? What about Bayern Munich? What you know, What about Chelsea, dare I, dare I say? I know they just signed Lukaku. But it's only ever been about Manchester City. I remember, you know, Abby mentioned about Bale, uh, you know, it's a different, but, it, you know, it, it hurt at the same time. You know, it was okay in the end to sell Bale because he went abroad. This is why it hurts even more because Harry Kane's going to be rocking up in the Premier League still. And he, mm. and he wants to stay in the Premier League because he wants to get Shearer's record. So, you know, he, he talks about, uh, you know, it's not him, actually. The media talk about he wants to win trophies. He wants to do this. He wants to do that. Maybe he wants 400 grand a week. Maybe just wants to get back into the Champions League and break all, all individual records. Yeah, I think yeah. it is about that. I think it is. No, about I, the individual I, I, I agree, and and I and I totally agree with, with George what you said about why why can't you stay and do it at Tottenham? Like make Tottenham do it, make yeah. it, make ma- make the board think that you're going to go. And yeah, Mel, Melvin made this point on uh, on Chris's uh, Chris Callan's channel the other day when I was on there. I think it's a brilliant point. That maybe um, maybe Kane's gone like. You're not listening to us. You're still doing what you're doing. Right, I'm going to get my toys out of play and I'm going to leave and see yeah. if that sparks you into doing something different. You know, maybe, maybe it's, a, it's a, for the greater good. I, I don't know. I think where I stand on Kane is that I did a poll, and it's only on Twitter, right? But I did a poll this week, 12,500 votes. 40% of them said that they'd sell Kane. It just shows uh, you how that, that difference is shifting, doesn't it? Yeah, it just shows you the difference. I was like, serious. Yeah. If I'd have done that poll on May the 1st, 2021, 0% would have said it. 0%. Yeah. And then yeah. you guys yeah. have been in the stadium. Obviously, I'm in Spain, right? So I'm not in the stadium today. But you guys are in the stadium. And you're singing, you know, the, the, the you know, 60,000 people, whatever, 55,000 people singing it. You're thinking, wow, this has had a massive effect on the yeah. way that we think about one of our own, who, by the yeah. way, is the best player 
that yep. we can probably yep. remember, it, certainly in our era. Oh, modern era, yeah, for us, yeah. 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 Some 40% of the Twitter poll and most of the stadium is saying, Sling you up, are you, are you yeah. watching? We can. I just, I find it completely yeah. mind boggling. That this well, is it's, it's, it's how you ha it's handle, it's how you handle yourself, isn't it? In situations, and so you can true, be, you know, you can, you can be an incredible footballer, you can give everything yeah. to the club, and you know, that won't undo all the good things, but no. the way you leave it, as well as how you'll be remembered. And I think, oh, you I know, think it's as well. Ericsson, Ericsson. For me, should yeah. technically go down as a legend for what he's done in the number right. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was such sour taste, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's such a shame, again. it's such a shame because yeah. you know what, like we said, no one will begrudge you for leaving to want to mm. go win trophies. We, we understand yeah. that, but it's just the way that you treat the fans that yeah. sing your name every single week. Give every, we give you everything they everything they have to let yeah. you stay and prove that you you you, you, yeah. you have to stay. And it's just the lack of respect back. And that is what okay. it's like. George, like George, it, it, the most thing is the disappointment. And um, yeah. if he stays, he owes an apology, massive mm. apology. I, I just finish on Kane. For me personally, and I, I get you know winning trophies is, is massively to play, important to a player's career. Kane for me, I still say this. Kane could have had a stand named after him. He could have been worshipped. You know, a, you know, one man. Else. I look no, at Matt no. Letizia, for example. He's yeah. adored by Southampton. And I know Southampton are as big a club as Tottenham. I'm not being disrespectful here, but he's adored by those fans. He stayed loyal to them, could have gone to a bigger club, could have gone to United, could have gone to Liverpool, didn't want to go, wanted to stay and do it at you know the club that he was brought up through. And you know, I do this think it Kane... comes down to quick. This is yeah. what it comes down to. Everyone talks about trophies and whatever. It, it ain't that. It's no. money. At the and, end of the yeah, day, yeah, no, yeah. at the end of the day, it is money. If Tottenham offered in this new contract, which I talked about on two shows ago before the yeah. mainstream media, I, I told I told all of our listeners and now viewers that Kane had sank on the table that he could sign. And now yeah. everyone was like, oh, what are you on about? What are you on about? And then it broke in the, in the mainstream uh, media. If that, mm. if that contract on the table is 400, 500 grand a week at Tottenham, it's down at Tottenham. The guys, on, the, the guys on 300 grand a week, there comes a point where surely it can't yeah. be that and it's, it's And it's still, hard. and the, the contract oh, yeah. now is still incentivized by bonuses as well. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just... But if it honestly, if it's if it's about money, I don't even know what it is because I mean, mm. sorry, if three hundred grand a week ain't enough for you. Sure, money, 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 and legacy. I know money's important in life, yeah. but legacy is also massive. Also I'm massive. Not, I'm not being funny, like Alan Shearer, the main one. I know he ended yeah, up doing the money one. move to Blackburn and won the league, but no yeah. one ever remembers him really for winning the league. They no, no, they remember him for Newcastle. Record oh, Newcastle. Yeah. Cracking point. You know, he was yeah. their man. He could have yeah. gone United and won everything for... Trouble is you don't, you don't win the Ballon d'Or, though, do you? That, and that's where no. Kane wants to be. He wants to be he winning won't, the Ballon d'Or. He, won't, he, won't, he, won't, win the, he won't win the Ballon d'Or. He won't win the Ballon d'Or. He won't. Unless, unless he... I, in my opinion, they only uh, they only look at certain teams with Ballon d'Or, right? They do. Yeah. And, yeah. and I just I don't see him winning it in England. I just don't. My opinion, I just don't see him doing it here. Listen, the Kane saga can roll on, guys, and unfortunately, it ain't going to lead us to anywhere because we're not sure where his future is going to lie. But um, what we do know is Spurs are favorite, backing... do you, Before you go predictions, just quick round up. Do we think at the end of the transfer window, yes or no, is Harry Kane a Tottenham player? I think on the back of today's performance from City, I think they'll go and put another bid in. I think they'll probably get him. That's my personal opinion. Ellie, what do you think? I think... I think the same as, as Rick. I think before today, I would have said yes. I think that they'll go and pay them. I think they'll pay what they'll come to an agreement, whether it be between one thirty and one fifty. And I think I think they'll do it. But it has to be done in the next few days yeah. if it's going to happen. I am going to slightly disagree, and I'm just going to stick with what I've always thought. And it was what Abby said earlier. I think next year was always the year I thought he was going to go because I think obviously the, the money's 
ridiculous this year. And I think the, the only way I can really see him leaving this summer is if it was maybe 110 mil in Laporte, something like something like that, rather than like rather than the 150 in cash. I, I, as much as they're going to try and go for him, we can play yeah. even more. It's, it's a separate subject. Know they does Laporte want to come? But it's a, a separate subject. No, no he, he doesn't. He doesn't. But maybe like a Bernardo <laughs> Silva. I don't know. Come on, come on. You're going in. You're going. You're going to go. That's what I'm saying. You're going. You're going. Those are the only. That's the only way I can see happening this summer. Yeah. Honestly, can't I can't see Levy wanting to accept it after this now. Okay. Let's get your opinion, Levy, very quickly. Is he still going to be it? Yeah, he will. Okay, right, guys, uh, let's do it very quickly then. Uh, Paco de Ferreira, Joe, I've got to say a comment. I've got to try and find it again now. It came up on my screen. Uh, then, you know, I kind of was a bit, bit rude about them. I'm, re I'm really sorry if anyone got offended by my comments. Any Portuguese listeners that are listening to the last one on Spurs? I know we're, we're overseas and global around the world, so got to be careful what you say because um, this side themselves, uh, they're quite prominent, I think, in, in, in their league. You know, the Prima Liga, I think I pronounced that right. But, um, you know, Spurs, for them, it... it you would say they oh, they saw off Northern side line at four one on aggregate with a four 0 first leg home win despite losing that away leg by the one goal. Um, they finished fifth last season in their domestic league, having, having played Portuguese top flight football for the past twenty years. So we're not playing against a terrible team here by all means, and we would expect Spurs to probably field a number of maybe some youth, uh, a couple of players that maybe haven't had games. The likes of Romero might get a game. Uh, I'd say Brian Hill might get a game. Golini possibly. Let's go to you, Abs. What are you expecting in this first leg? Is this a chance to maybe try out some of the players that haven't had that opportunity yet? Yeah, I mean, genuinely, I really don't care when it comes to the conference league. I, I honestly have no... I, I just don't care. Like, I wouldn't even... You're you telling me if we go out, you don't care. You don't care if we go I, out. No, I, I genuinely don't care. I have don't not... Care. I, I do not care. I'd rather go out of it. I'd rather have the one game a week. Honestly, I really would. Um, I, I hope they'll play... Yeah, I think he'll play Romero. I, I want to see the new signings come in, play, get, the, you know, get a bit of game time, youth, Dane Scarlett, um, that type of ilk of player. But I genuinely, I don't care. I really don't. I just, I've got no interest in it. I don't care about winning it. I don't want to be in it. I, I just think, great, if they progress, fantastic. But I would not care if we went out of it. All right, let's get Abs out of the way and get a score prediction from her then before she goes on, because she absolutely loves this team, you can tell. She, I mean, she's already buzzing for this competition. Abs, what are you going to go for? I don't know. I'm just going to go like 3 0 Spurs because I won't be watching Spurs. <laughs> okay. But you're confident enough we'll go through, yeah? Is it, is it three yeah, I think, I think probably, yeah. I, I don't know anything about them. God knows mm. where they pluck them from. So I still think that we'll be, that we should have enough, I would hope. Okay. Like I said, actually, maybe I don't hope. Maybe they, maybe they just like spank us five 0 and that's it. Jules, <laughs> yeah. just come around to you. Um, Jules, give us a few names you'd like to see on Thursday. What you kind of expecting in a prediction? I think definitely I want to see Brian Hill. He's a player that I'm, I'm very interested to see because I want to see if he can actually push like the first team properly. I mean, given the number eleven, you like to think there's big hopes on him becoming mm. a proper player. So definitely him. Romero. Uh, depending on what his fitness situation is, I'd rather save him for the Wolves game and actually playing for Wolves if it's like a one or the other. If you can mode both or whatever, then fine. Um, and I think, yeah, in terms of the Conference League, I'm just extremely indifferent. Like, um, <laughs> uh, like uh, if we win it, great, because that's just a trophy. I don't think we can necessarily be picky about what trophies we win at the moment. But I'm not going to act like I'm going to go mental and be overexcited about it because, again, it is just an extremely low competition. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, for me, it's kind of where, like, the League Cup is. It's like you celebrate it, but you're not going to be... Yeah, like going on about it forever. Do you know what I mean? So, I don't know. I think it's a good chance to play some of the kids, some of the second players I rode on them and whatnot. And yeah, I assume, we'll, I think we'll win. I think we'll win. the Probably like 2-0. Okay. Lee, let's come to you. Uh, a couple of players you'd like to see in a prediction? 
Uh, yeah, I think for me, it's a, it's a pre-season game, isn't it? I mean, I don't mean that disrespectfully. I'm a little bit like Abby in the sense of, if we go out, we go out. I'm, you know, I, I'm a massive believer in uh, creating momentum. So I get that and I get that people are playing through. But there's not a chance in hell that you're going to start the same front six on uh, against uh, uh, any no. that you did today, right? So, you know, yes, you've got to get... So I, I'll be looking at it as a, a training game for the youngsters, everything that uh, George and Abby have just said. Uh, and, and, yeah, I mean, if we if we go through, fantastic. 1-0, uh, 2-0, I'm not a fuss. So I'll go 2-0 Tottenham. It might, it might be the game to play Kane. Let, let him travel to... Oh, my God. Yeah, let him travel. As your punishment. As your punishment. I've got to play this competition. This is a... Although we're right in this competition office, it's absolutely useless. Kane's got to play this one. Sorry, Harry. Yeah. Sorry. I, I, I get the that, that would fill me with so much. I'd watch <laughs> it then. Just, just watch Harry, you want Champions League? You're going there. He wanted to be in the UCL, so... That's true, yeah. Some kind of UCL. That would be fine, though. Dad, you'll leave. He said, Harry, you're not going. And guess what? You're playing on Thursday as well. You're <laughs> playing Thursday to say sorry. Yeah, yeah. That would be great. Score 10 past them and you're forgiven. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> oh, guys. Honestly, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Let me say my wonderful thanks to the wonderful Abby Summers. Abs, where can we find the content? What have you got coming up? Anything to keep us going? I'm literally always working to so just follow me at Abby Summers, Instagram, Twitter, and just stay posted. I don't have YouTube or anything. So just have a look, Instagram, Twitter. You'll see me. You'll see me. I'm always working, doing yeah. a million things. Bless you, always on the move. And the wonderful Georgia Killia, George, uh, cracking YouTube channel. We love the content. Okay, want to get you back on LC during the season as well. George, been a pleasure. What a Thank start, you. George. What a start, eh? Great start. I'm looking forward mm. to hopefully some more wins like this and happy yeah. faces. Oh my god, it's nice talking about a win. And so the wonderful Lee McQueen, our co-host for the season, Lee. This crazy, this crazy train. I know what's got injected into it. Oh my god, we're going electrically fast already. My god. Keep it on the rails. Keep it on the rails. We've gone from a steam train to an electric train. I think you're right there, fella. What a fantastic start to the season for us. Yeah. Uh, after everything that's gone on, you know, all the way going back to furlough and ESL and you know, Jose. ESL. Everything that's been awful. And yeah, to have so. fans back in the stadium today, mm, absolute joy. And to get the three yeah. points is absolutely fantastic. Obviously, Arsenal were, Arsenal lost as well, which is... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Game, yeah paddleboarding in the morning, uh, 35 degrees uh, heat, paddleboarding in the morning in Spain. So, uh, oh, good shout out that. to you and all the people that I'm going oh, out. Cheers. Tomorrow. cheers. So, happy days. Come Amazing. <laughs> Guys, most importantly as all... Um, Keep safe, keep well. If you're not obviously following us already on YouTube, make sure you subscribe. Of course, these shows still come out as a podcast. So, listen, we're covering all bases here. I say wonderful thanks to my guests. Guys, as always, keep safe, keep well. We're back on Thursday. And as always, go on, you Spurs. Boys. Sports Social Podcast Network.